ladies and gentlemen. The whole world is listening for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, it is. Hello. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it. If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Well, we're going to have company. Loud noises! Hello. Hey there. Hi. Hello, you beautiful people. Mm, very <laughs> beautiful people indeed. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yay! Welcome, the welcome. best experiences are through the ear hole, canals, and into your brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've often or, thought so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's true. I actually, someone asked me the other day, like, would, the ultimate question, would you rather go deaf or blind? And I said I would rather go blind because if I had to live in a world where I couldn't hear Michael Jackson sing, I wouldn't want to be here. So. Oh, <laughs> there's yeah. something sweet about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go around the table. Yeah. What do you reckon, uh, Wayne? Ooh. Blind or deaf? I'd have to say I'd rather lose my hearing um, because I love words so much and reading uh, so much and yes while i could do braille for example um there's just something about seeing and writing physical words that i i just love way too much and also movies i'd love to watch the visual aspects and um would rather have audio like subtitle descriptions or and things like that i think i could deal with that a bit better from for what i like yeah mm. yeah how about yeah how about you? i'm i'm the yeah. same i am definitely the same i would rather be deaf than blind um as you can see, I'm trying to make sure I don't. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can we can see, but for everyone yes. listening, Fulia and myself both wear glasses. So. Yes, yes, and uh, I wear gla- I wear I have reading glasses myself. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and for me, it's more about you know, as, as Wayne was saying, it's about like the film, the the visual aspect of all the films and stuff like that, and I can just as easily read subtitles if I have to. Um, although I probably won't get the same experience mm. out of it, but still, I'd rather see the movie than just hear it. Um, also, you know, I love video gaming, so I want to make sure I can see what I'm playing. <laughs> Michael, if you had a choice, what would, uh, which sense would you, would you keep? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? What, what have you been doing the week? <laughs> he poses the question and... Denies the answering Look, of it. Uh, Mike, are you annoyed, fully? Mike couldn't. Uh, Mike couldn't live without his Minecraft. I think he would definitely pick to keep his sight. <laughs> yes. Um, more than anything, but yeah. But you need. But you need to hear those creepers sneak up behind you and explain. I don't know what any of that means. You can just walk <laughs> around. All you have to do is look around. <laughs> oh. Dear. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that was lovely little sidebar for you. Hi, hi. Um, it's been a couple weeks since you've it been has. with us. Tell us, yes. regale us with tales of wonder. 
Well, uh, I've had a couple of weeks of just me time and doing the usual things that I have been doing. So, um, been doing the twitching as per usual, playing all of the video games uh, live on stream. Um, I've been doing my content creating for YouTube as well. I've been podcasting with you lovely people. Um, and... (laughs) Snigger of doubt. (laughs) All right. So maybe last week I wasn't here. You You were here in spirit, Fulia. You were here in spirit. I was, I was. Definitely. And I had to do your beat so I can actually get on cue. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you did. You, you all done well when I was editing the the podcast. Thank you. Fulia still contributed, uh, edited last week's yes, podcast. Yes, I was still part yes. of it. So <laughs> that was the main thing. Um, I'd say a couple of a couple of things that have like majorly happened. I recently got myself a new job. Yay! <laughs> so I'm in Welcome the I'm in the retail. Re- <laughs> As you hear, I am now part of the retail family. Yes, sucker. Uh, <laughs> Not that I wasn't what? already in customer one service anyway. One of us. One of us. What are you talking about? Retail? What's this retail business? <laughs> You're right. We don't have one in Victoria at the yeah. moment. Yeah, that's <laughs> Not for another two weeks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so at the moment, just the paperwork's going through, going through that process and uh, waiting for the managers to let me know when I can go in for an induction um, so that they can uh, tell me what I need to do, how I need to do it. And yeah, and then hopefully I'll start getting some shifts at some point. Um, apart from that, I recorded a podcast with a certain Canadian called Sean Capri on a podcast called, um, we, the gamer cast. And, uh, I assume at the time of release of this podcast, that episode should be out Canadian time morning, Monday morning, it'll be out. So <laughs> that's exciting. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. Um, s- some of the people, cause they get um, the, they have a, a Patreon uh, subscription for members. Uh, and so for those who are a member of their Patreon, uh, get to listen to it on the Friday. Uh, so they get to, they get to listen to it earlier than everyone else. And then on Monday they release it to the public. Um, yeah, that's and interesting. We've already already got one feedback from someone in the in the community saying that they really enjoyed the talk that I had uh, that uh, Sean had with me, um, and I was very happy with that little feedback. <laughs> yeah, so you should be. Yeah. Um, uh, I also made a big purchase, which I shouldn't have, but I couldn't help <laughs> myself. Hey, treat yourself. I bought a second switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I didn't. That's not what I expected. Wow. Jesus Christ. Only Dare I ask? Purely, Actually, it's rude to ask, isn't purely it? Purely for content creating. Purely for content creating. But I, in the Animal Crossing community, I'm seeing so many people, especially the content creators, buying a second or maybe even a third Switch so that they can have another island because unfortunately with Nintendo, you can only have one island per console. So that defeats the purpose of having multiple profiles on the one console, which sucks. Does that mean you're, built, you're getting a second farm? Island. 
Yeah, but there's farms on Sorry. the island. Are, are you getting a second island to do your farming? <laughs> no farming. It's an island. It's a getaway okay. package. <laughs> are you getting a second console to get a second island where you will be planting and harvesting things? <laughs> Is that what you're doing? I'm not a gamer. I'm trying to understand and support you in your decisions because we're all secretly judging you. Do you give produce to Mr. Nook? (laughs) No, I give him belts. Yes or no. (laughs) Oh, so Mr. Nook is a cow on your farm then. No, he is a raccoon. Oh, okay. There's a raccoon on your farm. Do they live in the farmhouse or do they live like Moving out in the along. barn? <laughs> Moving along. Moving okay. along. Just I, asking. I got the second Switch. It is the Animal Crossing Edition Switch as well. So it's very cute and the colours are lovely. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I like I said, purely for content creating, now I get to start from scratch and go through the whole process again, although slow, it's still lovely to be able to go from the start again and just take that slow process through um, to where I get to do all the stuff that I do now. Um, so that for me was an impulse buy. <laughs> no, really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell. Are they, yeah. are they like Mars bars at, at the checkout? It's like, oh, I'm a little bit peckish. Yeah. I might get a wee. Look, I couldn't help myself. Everybody was talking about the Animal Crossing edition of the Switch because it looks so nice and cute. And as soon as EB Games had it available, I'm like, right, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm not going to let this one go. <laughs> you got it so, from EB. I got it from EB. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Kendall? From EB. Look, I, look hey. I, checked, I checked JB's website first. They didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Fulia, I check. I check. You're 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 literally one of us now. This is. I know. I know. This is, uh, I, I know. This is. I wanted it. I wanted to get it from JB. I really wanted to get it from JB, but they didn't have any available. So but it I wasn't there. <laughs> it wasn't there, officer. <laughs> Look, I haven't started working there Ful- yet. So. Hey, Fulia, just so you're aware, those folks at JB haven't completed filing your paperwork yet. <laughs> they could lose it. Yeah. When they say in the heap, you when know. When they say police check, it's like it's the the EB or JB loyalty check. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Conflict of interest check. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Kendall's one of their insiders. She's like, she's she's, oh, she's no, taking notes. Don't you dare tattle on me. <laughs> No, I don't. It's not like this. It's not like this podcast is going in the public forum or anything. No one will know. It's okay. It's fine. No one listens to this. (laughs) Just the whole world. Yeah, I assume you didn't um, um, you didn't promote us on the uh, Canadian podcast. I did. Well, you're fucked then. (laughs) (laughs) You should be glad that I did that for you. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely glad. I'm just worried about your future, that's all. Eh, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, she says that, but they haven't done the police check yet, remember? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Oh my God. How about yourself, Wayne? <laughs> oh, I miss you guys too, of course. Yes. Uh, How about yourself, yeah. Wayne? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so speaking of work, I actually returned to work the other day. 
Um, so I was, yeah, back in the shop for a day. Our shop is still closed because of lockdown. Uh, but they were, you know, needing help to tidy up and replenish and to rearrange the reserves because my department got a total makeover and, um, we lost about three quarters of it to a different department. Um, but the actual area that I work, cause I sell men's clothes is still there. Uh, so I was back down there. Um, and tidying up and I met my new manager and she's absolutely lovely. Uh, she was like, wow, you guys work really fast. You guys are so efficient. I'm so, you know, impressed and, and just shocked. I can't wrap my head around it. And, <laughs> and my, uh, my colleague and I are just sort of looking at one another and like, really? And then we had to stop and think about the other you know, who else works in our store? And we're like, yeah, makes sense. Um, (laughs) 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 Makes sense. Um, And not only that, the fact is that the department I work in is often really neglected and um, is always just stripped of of hours. So we're just used to doing everything ourselves. So what some people see as efficient and fast, we're just like, eh, another day. Um, So yeah, so after 71 days of lockdown, I I went went back to work and it was lovely, you know, just in casual clothes, doing my thing, occasionally playing music um, from my phone and and things. So that was quite nice. Mm. And it was nice to actually just go on lunch break and not, you know, have to worry about is somebody on the selling floor? (laughs) You know, you're just like, I'm just walking out. I'm walking off. Uh, So that was really nice. Uh, My manager did call me again today and she said, oh, look, you know, thanks for sending me your availability. Uh, because of the government's announcement um, that retail won't open until the start of November, we won't have you coming in until then. So I was like, thanks. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I broke isolation for a day. Um, but I was like, yeah, look, that's fine. It's, you know, I'm just like, thanks for letting me know. Um, yeah, so that happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, in between that, I've uh, been working on my resume. Um, for hopefully moving into a new um, profession next year. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only try. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I think I'm leaving it a bit late. It's sort of tail end of hiring season. But again, never know what might what might um, come from yes. that. Um, I, did watch, I did watch quite a few things um, this past week, though. Mm. So stuff that I'd seen before and stuff that I hadn't seen before. Um, I decided to have um, my... Holy Trinity of Goldie Horn 80s movies. Oh. So these are like my favorite three Goldie Horn 80s movies, and that was Private Benjamin, Wildcats, and Overboard. Yes. So did those three. Um, and then just today I watched the remake of Overboard. Oh no. Just as a comparison. Um, <laughs> look, I'm I'm a big fan of the of the the Horn Russell Overboard. That's a movie from my childhood and have been watching it ever since. Um, and still gets me in hysterics. Like I was, it felt like I was watching it for the first time every time it's I watched so it. It's so good. So much. It's so yeah. good. Um, and she's absolutely amazing in that film. Well, any movie she's in, she's amazing, but I, I really like her in that, yeah. in Overboard. Um, but yeah, so look, I didn't particularly care to watch the remake, but my brother and I were like, eh, let's watch it. I'm like, yep, sure. And he'd seen it before and actually liked it. So overall, I'm not offended by the remake. It doesn't need to exist, don't get me wrong. Um, but that it does exist, it didn't actually offend me like I thought it would. Uh, in saying that, is it funny? No, not mm-hmm. at all. Um, it's, it's very, you know, you might get a chuckle here and there, um, but no, it doesn't hold a candle. Um, and the performances aren't as up to par as, as in the original. Um, 
Would I watch it again? Yeah, probably okay. if it was on, maybe. Um, would I necessarily make an effort to watch it? No. <laughs> no, I can't say I would. Um, but yeah, but look, ultimately, I think if you like the original, the remake probably is worth having a look. Um, at least just for a comparison. As I said, it's not offensive, so I don't think hardcore fans will, will be offended by it. Surprisingly, though, the remake did make money at the box office, whereas the original was a box office bomb. And I just... What? I can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. It's sort of got... Got the reputation it has because it became a cult classic. Right. Um, but no, didn't 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 make didn't didn't enjoy a healthy run at the box office, which dumbfounds me because it's so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I had that done, and um, probably the the thing that I was the most excited though this week was the Friday the Thirteenth fan film, uh, Never Hike in the Snow, Ooh. that was released this week, and that's a prequel to Never Hike Alone, which was released three years ago. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's half the length. It's only half an hour, uh, but it's beautifully made and they've put a lot of effort into practical effects, which was really cool to see. Um, still by far the best produced fan film I've seen. And I'm not a big fan of fan films, but these movies are making me like them because of the quality that they're at. Um, so yeah, really like it. There'll be four more, no, three more, sorry in the franchise because there's six stories all together. They've released two short films and a music video, which form these stories. Um, so yeah, so it's quite exciting and seeing familiar faces from the franchise appear in these fan films is, um, is yeah, just super, super exciting. That's great. Um, another movie that did drop another fan film that dropped, um, which I did watch because some of the guys who worked on never hike in the snow w- were a part of it. Um, is a movie that I'm sure, Fulia, you particularly enjoyed, and that was called Happy Halloween, and it was a <laughs> Halloween Kills fan film. And it was almost like just a scene um, that sort of they wanted to slot into that movie. And um, uh, it was okay, but the opening was absolutely amazing. It was something that you would not see in any, I don't think, mainstream Hollywood horror movie um, because it was a it was a really well done decapitation um, and, but they held on to it a bit too long and it made me laugh but <laughs> it was really well done for a fan film I have to say so yeah so um, so yeah I've watched watched a lot of stuff and uh, most of it's been pretty good most of it's been pretty good so um, fully are you going to review the Happy Halloween movie no nope. no okay <laughs> one thing that Fulia did actually did actually do this week, I noticed, was that she got some notepads bought in. So that was exciting. I was excited for you because it means that Fully was writing more fan fiction. No, so that's I was not like, the reason. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, she that bought three books. That is not the books. reason why I bought those notebooks. You she was like, she dreaming. bought th- three books. I, I can't wait. And I actually think with all of these fan films being made, Fully is going to get inspired, people. Look, if I think I she's going to pitch to Fred the I Alien write her Halloween any fan kind film. Of fan fiction, I wouldn't be doing it handwritten because my handwriting sucks i'd rather do it on the computer oh so you've moved to typing up your fan fiction now. no that doesn't mean oh, okay. that i do fan fiction i don't know how to write fan fiction so don't even go there so what so she, what are the pads so for <laughs> they're for my own notes for other things other than writing stories because i don't know how to <laughs> is it so that you're planning and plotting the character arcs of your characters 
Yeah, you could just do dot points. I mean, that's yeah. what I do. So, Mike, how that... was your week? Oh, thank you, Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was my week, clearly. <laughs> getting shut on today, no. people. <laughs> so, would you like to finish, was Wayne? Is there anything to add, Wayne? Yes, I do have something oh, to add. Thank w- you very I much. I would love to hear it. Thank you. Michael, how was your week? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'll just let that sit. <laughs> well, well, I'm sort of in the same, uh, same boat as you, Wayne. Same old, same old. Mm. Working. Coming back home. Doing nothing. Uh, but watching a lot, which I'm actually quite happy at. Uh, some stuff um, new DuckTales is out so I've been catching up on that Uh, love me some DuckTales I'm still trying to finish off the original (laughs) (laughs) such a great theme song yeah that's what I remember most it's just it just makes you happy just just (laughs) listening to it um what else um uh, not last week, but the, uh, but this week is the final episode of Lovecraft Country, so that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Uh, the previous week, uh, previous week one, uh, I cried at it, and my <laughs> my wife saying, "What's wrong?" It's like it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it involves family and and time travel. It always makes me dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always cry at t- time travel. Um, don't get me to watch Looper again. Um, <laughs> Such a good so, movie. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, um, yeah uh, there, there was a movie that uh, uh, was, um, well, I wouldn't say released, but it was a, it, it was put on Stan, which. Is a movie that I've been meaning to watch like forever, and then been trying to find it. It's a it's a fairly old movie. Uh, it's a, a Return of the Living Dead. If you haven't oh, seen that one, stop! Is that on Stan? That is on Stan. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, not seen those films in ages. Just part one, or did you have two and three? Um, I I don't think two or three are on, but but I've been two's hilarious me- by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch the first one because yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah, and and it did not disappoint. <laughs> Was it, it is... the first time you saw it, Mike? Yes. Oh, I, it scared me when I saw it the first time. I, it actually scared I, me. Yeah, yeah, because the because the um uh, the fir- the f- not re- not the first zombie, but the zombie that comes out of that canister. Yeah. That is ph- that was phenomenal. Considering this was like an eighties film, and and it, it's very eighties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely rec- recommend wa- watching that. Uh, oh, the fir- absolutely. Would I say the first uh, zombie so- sort of franchise movie that that actually has a zombie saying brains? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Ah, oh, it was so much fun. I highly recommend, yeah. it, especially for oh, Halloween. So yeah, and because there's a there's a doco that I've been meaning to watch. I've oh, I've kept it on my watch list on on uh, YouTube, and it's like the making of making of. So I need to see oh, that cool. now. Uh, 
but I just wanted to watch the film and it's nowhere. I was trying to find it like on VHS and shit because mm. <laughs> it's really hard to find. It's like uh, another movie that um, I want to see but but I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to have to, I don't know, uh, illegally obtain it, but I don't know. I shouldn't be saying that, but, but uh, Creepshow. <laughs> so, Creepshow is an- another movie that I want to see as well. Uh, I think I've seen like half of it, but I want to see see it. I saw properly. it on TV a really long time ago, so I don't even remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a anthology movie where it's mm. different stories. It's not linear, so no. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I've been w- watching that, and that was fantastic because um, it's October, Halloween. Got to get the Halloween fix happening, and we should be doing more Halloween stuff because we're. We are a, a very scary podcast, and we love our horror. I agree. Yes. Well, we watched a terrifying movie last week. <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> yes, we did. I did. <laughs> you got off unscathed. <laughs> Too scary. <laughs> for not not um, for the reasons you think. <laughs> <laughs> but mind you, it's probably a movie that I would probably probably watch. Again, considering the movie that we may be talking about later on in the podcast, I don't know. But, yeah, so that's basically my week. I've been watching stuff and, and just living, and that's basically it. Oh, uh, also I forgot, because I'm stupid, uh, with the house front, mm. we, have, we have finally got land. Hey. We, we own land. Woo! You've got grass to mow now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to be planting a flag saying, this is the land of Lister. <laughs> Listerland. <laughs> Welcome to Listerland. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's basically my week. What about you, Kendall? Me? Yeah. Very similar. Minus house stuff. Um... Yeah. Well, you, well, you live in a house. Well, yeah, I live in a, I live in a, uh, an apartment. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a miniature house, I suppose, and it's, and it's good. Um, yeah, my week has been, yeah, it's been, it has been good. Uh, yeah, nothing too crazy to report either way, but I have watched a bunch of stuff as well. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things, but first I have to get it out of the way first because I really am dying. Wayne. Yes. I watched Doolittle and I listened to the podcast. Oh, okay. So um, I'll just have one question because then if you want to talk about it, you can. Yes. Were you... On the same page as Philip and 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 I, because we were really agreeing with each other yeah. for once. Um, or were you, or did you disagree with us? I generally? I was pretty much in agreement with everything you said, although I think I disliked it maybe slightly more than both of you. Oh wow! Yeah. that says a lot. Yeah, Phil Phil was really passionately <laughs> kind of against yeah. it in moments, wasn't <clears throat> well, he? Well, <laughs> I mean, like for for one thing, like the. <laughs> Like the you both you both kind of liked the the performance of the um of of Stubbins the young actor playing Stubbins yeah uh, I I didn't I didn't oh. I didn't I didn't I I I got I got what they were trying to do with him but I did yeah. I didn't like his performance very much 
Oh, so okay. that was probably the main thing that we we disagreed on. Um, yeah, all right. But interesting. yes, but everything else, I mean, I love I love Robert Downey Jr. But fuck, that was that was that was bad. That was yeah. just. See- so you agree, he was better in Weird Science, yeah? If you've seen that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh my ass off when you said that. My God. Um, yeah, no, it's... I was just... I couldn't understand what he was saying half the time. He wasn't He wasn't his usual charming self. I no. didn't have any... Yeah, it was just... I. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can't even remember. I, I feel like there was something good about it I was going to say, and I think it's gone now because all I can remember <laughs> is just the things I didn't like about it. But yeah, although before I move on, I did enjoy the point of like you guys made of like kids will definitely enjoy this one because if to yeah. me it felt like one of those B or C grade films you watch as a kid and then have this kind of warm glow about it as an adult and then you revisit it and realize how terrible it is. That. Which is what Phil had essentially done with the original. Yeah, Doctor I Bill. know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh quite a bit. But yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah, so I mean, people, if you if you're curious, check it out. Like it's 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 a it's it's a film that that exists, but it's not it's not that great. I just where can people find this? It's on Amazon Maybe. Prime. Oh, Do little. Okay. Yeah, like it's. It's fun. It's Prime. there's fun stuff. There's like okay, enjoyable moments and stuff. But yeah, there's a oh, that's right. I loved Michael Sheen a lot. Mm. He was my my favorite thing in the film. Um, yeah, but he still not the best. But he was my favorite thing because uh, he was having the most fun. I think with his performance, that's for sure. <laughs> Everybody else was phoning it in. The real Welsh man. Yes. And then, That's it. but then, yeah, to the podcast, I, I freaking adored and I was listening to it while I was out on a walk and I was almost home and the bloopers started and <laughs> I'm walking on the street and I am like trying so hard not to stop and lose my, like just collapse in <laughs> laughter. You guys were hysterical on those bloopers. <laughs> Was it just Phil's attempt to read the synopsis or just about no, everything? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't even do the hellos properly and I... Oh, yeah, yeah. that was just destroying. That was comedy gold. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to it yet, check out the most recent episode of Fred Watch. It's it's a fantastic listen. I loved it. It was great. Thanks, Kendall. Well done, Thank boys. You. Well done. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, segueing into uh, something that Wayne mentioned last week that he watched that I ended up watching uh, was uh, American Murder Ooh. on Netflix. I, I watched this the other day um, and yeah, holy crap. Um, yeah, you, you really need to watch Searching. Again, I, if you haven't watched it yet, yeah. get onto it because it is exactly, it's pretty much exactly like that. Just... Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh my God. An impressive documentary. Uh, so well made. And like, it's very rare that you see docos that don't have talking head stuff or narration or any of that. But the fact that the whole narrative of this story was being told via, you know, Facebook and via, um, you know, police body cams and surveillance footage, like just, yeah, so impressive. And then the story itself was just heartbreaking. 
Like yeah. I didn't expect I did like I did not expect the outcome to be exactly as bad as it was and then yeah like cuz you feel like you get to know the family a bit before what you, you when you before you find out what happens to them and it's just it's so tragic so mm. um but it's yeah I loved it so if anyone yeah is interested in true crime definitely check it out it's 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 worth your time for sure um I also watched a really cool indie film uh, f- from 10 years ago on SBS On Demand um, called The Kids Are All Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How good is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never, I'd never had an opportunity to watch it. And then I was scrolling for something to watch the other night. And, and yeah, I thought I'd have a look at SBS. And then I saw it there. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been dying to watch this movie for the longest time um yeah i adored it from start to finish i thought it was wonderful hilarious um heartwarming and beautifully written and performed and like the cast is just fantastic and yeah um (laughs) and it was so interesting to see mark ruffalo play that kind of character Mm. i've never seen him play a, a kind of a layabout character like that before um but he was but he was very very good and my God, Annette Benning is just a queen. I mean, and Julianne yeah. Moore. I mean, they both are, and they were very, very for me, very convincing. Um, yeah, as a couple, I really adored it's them. A wonderful cast. Isn't oh it? my it's God, a beautiful cast. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so good. Um, yeah, highly recommend people check that that film out. It's it's phenomenal. Um, and then on the TV side of things, I I started Stargate Universe, um, <laughs> the third series in the universe of Stargate shows. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of taking it a bit slower cause it's so different to the other two. Like it's a complete tonal shift. Uh, and it's, it's even shot different. Like it's, it's just not even anywhere near what the other two shows are. So I'm kind of letting it wash over me a bit. I'm not binging it. So I'm only like halfway through season one at the moment. So but there's only two seasons, so there's also that. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I don't want it to be over too soon. But it's it's good. It's really good. Uh, and then Fulia didn't mention, but I and I wanted to mention this last week. But Supernatural is back. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Although I haven't watched. I haven't watched the most recent episode. Oh, okay. So I watched it yeah. tonight. Uh, I yeah. won't spoil it, but it was it was very good. And uh, I'm not as yes. good. It wasn't as good as last week. I'll tell no, you. No, last last week's episode was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> Last week's episode was really good, but um, and it was just yeah. nice to have a break from all of the things that usually happen. <laughs> yes, it was a very good bottle episode. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, so exciting. Yay. Yes, and there's only five episodes to go, and then it's done. Mm. <laughs> Final stretch, huh? Sad face. Sad. Very face. sad face. Mega sad face. All right. Well, that's pretty much been me in terms of the things I've watched this week because there aren't any other highlights worth sharing, but that's okay. Um, I think it might now be time to check in with the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty. Nerdy news time. Thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> um, not much to talk about this week in the news, but 
Uh, first and foremost, we must start by acknowledging the passing of an incredibly talented actress, Conchata Ferrell, who passed away this week at the age of 77. Um, she, of course, is most known for her roles in Mystic Pizza, L.A. Law, and, of course, Two and a Half Men, where she played Berta for pretty much the entire run of the show. Um, she also garnered two Emmy nominations from her portrayal of her in that show, and every time she was on screen, she was stealing those scenes from Mr. Sheen. <laughs> she, yeah, she was a comedic force to be reckoned with and a wonderful wonderfully talented actress so she will definitely be missed and we thank her very much for her wonderful work over the years um okay moving into other news now we've got some marvel news that is interesting uh my girl tatiana maslany this week denied the casting news that she's going to be she hulk slash uh jennifer walters uh which is very very interesting and i wanted to point out because uh paul rudd did the same thing uh there were a lot of rumors going around before ant-man was even a thing i think the movie had just been announced and he was circulating in the the names of like you're gonna be in this you're cast in this and he he denied it flat out he was like i'm i have no idea what's going on i'm not in it it's just a rumor don't read into it um, and then, of course, it turned out to be true. And we all know what the, the people at Disney and Marvel are like in terms of getting cast members to shut their face. Uh, unless you're Tom Holland or, or, <laughs> or, Mark, or Mark Ruffalo, you know, live Instagramming. Who, uh, who did ironically actually uh, spill the beans on that, on that particular yeah. nugget. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was the reason why we all thought it was going to be true. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. But um, but yes, anyway, Tatiana said uh, in regards to the casting, that actually isn't a real thing. And it's like a press release that's gotten out of hand. It's totally not. I've been connected to these things in the past and the press have gotten onto it, but it's not actually a thing, unfortunately. Uh, so those are her words verbatim. Uh, who knows? Stay tuned. IMDB and a lot of other places are still reporting she's in. So we shall see. Uh, in other movie news now, this is pretty cool. Uh, George Miller, Australian directing icon George Miller, is going to be directing and co-writing a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, at the at the moment titled Furiosa, which is going to be a complete dive into Charlize Theron's character from the 2015 film. Very, very fascinating stuff. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be playing the younger version of Furiosa. She's an incredibly talented young actress, um, so I think that's a perfect choice for this role. Also, two phenomenal men will be joining her in this. Chris Hemsworth and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Uh, of course, everyone knows Chris as the God of Thunder, and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II uh, was most recently seen in Watchmen, for which he won an Emmy Award for playing Dr. Manhattan. So, uh, yeah, awesome cast. This is going to be an awesome film. It's probably a couple of years away at this point, but uh, we'll have more updates on it, I'm sure, as time goes on. In TV news, uh, Dexter fans got a surprise this week. It's coming back. There is going to be a limited series uh, 
revival of Dexter coming to the American Channel Showtime in spring uh, of 2021, which is uh, autumn for those in the US. Uh, Michael C. Hall is returning to play Dexter Morgan, uh, and the original creator of the show is also back on board to showrun. This is going to be a 10-episode limited series. Um, I haven't actually watched all of Dexter, but I do know it's very infamous that a lot of people hated the ending to the original eight-season run of the show. Uh, according to reports, this series is like this new miniseries they're doing. It's not going to fix or undo or retcon said ending, but uh, apparently it is going to um, leave fans a bit more satisfied uh, with a better taste in their mouth than the original ending of the show uh, did. So that's uh, something definitely to look forward to next year in 2021. And lastly, in the nerdy news this week, this was pretty freaking fantastic and I'm not I'm not the biggest Animaniacs fan in the world I mean most of us watched it growing up but I I as soon as I saw this I was like this is this is gold so yeah. Hulu put out a, a new teaser a new scene sort of promoting uh, the soon to be released new Animaniacs series uh, and it spoofs Jurassic Park and yeah, most specifically <laughs> the scene where, you know, the very iconic scene. I mean, that whole movie is just iconic scenes strung together, I suppose. But, you know, the scene where Dr. Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler uh, see the, the Brachiosaurus, the Brontosaurus, uh, for the first time. And it's, you know, instead of a giant dinosaur, it's, it's the Warner Brothers and sister on the top of a hill. And they've recreated it down to the music and... <laughs> They got some really, obviously, they've got a talented voice cast on Animaniacs that did very great impressions of all of the actors, including Steven Spielberg, who was playing Hammond, which I think is just, mwah. that was very funny. And even Jeff Goldblum was hilarious. And even the lawyer guy was some guy from Hulu saying, we're going to make a fortune off this. Sh like, <laughs> the whole thing from top to bottom is just... Comedy gold, and if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and check it out right now. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's yeah, brought a smile to my face a couple of times. I watched it this week, so yeah, that's the uh, nerdy news, guys. Uh, not much to discuss, as I said, but Fulia, is there anything that took your fancy this week? Uh, I will definitely start off by paying my respects to Conchata Ferrell. Um, she was hilarious in. Two and a Half Men. I absolutely loved her. She did have, like, the best one-liners in the show. Yeah. Um, although I haven't watched the whole series from top to tail, um, the episodes that I have watched were a lot of fun. And every time she entered the room, it was amazing. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> it, made the, it pretty much made the scenes. I loved it. Uh, so um, definitely going to miss her work uh, in the world. So, Tatiana Maslany denying the She-Hulk role. <laughs> yeah, it makes me sad. <laughs> so denying that she's not going to be playing She-Hulk, that everything was blown out of proportion. Um, maybe that's her twin saying that? <laughs> I mean, she did play clones <laughs> for five years, so who knows? <laughs> Very convincingly, mind you. 
Yeah, like like you said, uh, the whole situation that they had with uh, Paul Rudd, where he was denying it, and then all of a sudden, hey, look, he is actually Ant Man. Um, there's a possibility that Tatiana's probably going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it will be a surprise if we do find out that it isn't her. Um, but we, in that instance, then please tell us who have you cast She-Hulk. <laughs> Yes, we want to know. <laughs> we would like to know, please. Um, but I reckon she'd be a really great, te- uh, uh, a really great uh, She-Hulk. So um, I would love to see her in that particular role. Um, other than that, look, at the moment you mentioned Animaniacs teaser, I started watching it, <laughs> but I, so I've gone through halfway through that um, that little scene, and it looks hilarious i used to love watching the animaniacs growing up um so i'm pretty sure i'll enjoy it no matter what so (laughs) it's like it's a great classic cartoon and i can't wait to see how they bring it into the real world of 2020 (laughs) um yeah so that's probably my take on this week's news how about yourself wayne yeah look the passing of conchata feral is quite sad but um Look, she's leaving a legacy of laughter and that can only be a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah. So at least uh, whenever revisiting her work, there'll always be a smile on your face. And again, that's such a beautiful legacy to leave behind. Um, Dexter getting a limited series. Now, it's a series that I've always actually wanted to watch. It has always been on my radar. Um, and I have an idea of what the show's about, but I've actually never seen a single episode. Oh. So I feel like maybe now this is the time to actually just start binging Dexter. And um, yeah, so I didn't, I had hadn't even heard that um, the the ending of the original uh, series was was contentious. Um, so I'm going to do my best not to look into the show <laughs> at all, so I can be surprised and and have my own um, opinions of it, just like I did with Game of Thrones. I don't ask me how, but I managed to avoid so many spoilers for that show <laughs> yeah so um i will do the same with dexter i do i yeah i think i'm gonna actually up dexter up on my on my to watch list hey. um yeah because it's one that's always intrigued me so watch this space Excellent. <laughs> mm. um and yeah that uh little teaser of animaniacs had me in hysterics i thought it was just so well done yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and like Kendall, if you did not tell me that, you know, that everyone involved was simply uh, a talented impersonator, I would have absolutely believed that um, it was Spielberg himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so convincing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I um, dabbed in and out of Animaniacs. Like I wasn't hardcore into it, but I, I do know that the characters and a lot of the recurring characters and, and sketches and things like that. And always had me um, chuckling. So it looks like the handwriting is the same this time round. So I'm sure it'll appeal to um, uh, fans of back in the day, but also create a legion of new fans as well because there's such a clever team behind that show. Um, so yeah, a bit of a mixed bag this week. Michael, your thoughts on the news? Uh, well, George Miller uh, going back to the wasteland is always fun. Uh, when when Mad Max came out, it's, it was absolutely phenomenal and... You know, you have you have that sort of um, mixed feelings of someone going back to the well and doing their own things because we were burnt by Indiana Jones, and you know, 
Hey, I will defend Do- Crystal Skull, all right? I will defend it. You can do that if you like. I Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, could I actually ask a question? Um, Kendall, how many times have you seen Crystal Skull? Uh, hmm. Twice, maybe? Or three times? In that oh, wow. area. Okay. I, may, I think okay. maybe definitely twice. I know definitely twice. Because one thing that I actually didn't mention, sorry to cut into to it, to your sp- it's all good. Uh, spot mic. Um, one thing that I actually forgot to mention was that I actually watched the uh, Indiana Jones quadrilogy this week. Oh, well right. Done. Um, and and I'd seen all the films before, some more than others. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was my second time watching Crystal Skull. Mm. Uh, and I actually didn't mind Crystal Skull the first time around. But one thing that I noticed is that the the out of the four, the films that are highly regarded. So, uh, Radars and Last Crusade, especially. Yes. Hold up incredibly well. They do. Um, I could see this time around why Temple of Doom was the weaker of the original trilogy, but I will, but I have a soft spot for that movie. I actually do enjoy it still. (laughs) And Crystal Skull, now watching it a second time around, I was like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say, and this is why I asked Kendall... Did not enjoy it the second time round as much as I did first time round. No, that's fair. I don't think I did either, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's but, it, it's but... fine. Like it's it, it's definitely not a, a fantastic film by any means, and it's not what we were all wanting or expecting. And it definitely hasn't aged well, especially those no, monkeys. No. Uh, <laughs> and just the visuals are. <laughs> a lot of the visuals, and... yeah, are not yeah. not great. But um, you know, it is what it is, and I I just I mostly just appreciate it for the fact that it was you know. Harrison Ford and Karen Allen reunited, really. So, yeah. 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 No, it does. It, no, you're right. It does have its. It, it does have its moments. I'm interesting to see if Part Five comes to be now that um, Spielberg has actually stepped out. Yeah, of it. I know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about um, it anymore, but we'll see what happens. Yes. Um, sorry, Michael. You were saying. Little indie star. We'll be talking. We'll be. Yeah, we'll be talking about Spielberg later on. Um, yes, we will. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah, what was I going to say? Well, I'll, I'll finish off by sa- saying I didn't mind, I, I actually didn't mind um, uh, Crystal Skull up to a certain point. I didn't mind it being uh, set in the 50s because, yeah, that's a bit of fun, you know, an, an older gentleman during the 50s and Cold War and all, all that. Uh, the biggest thing that I didn't like was interdimensional beings from outer space. When, when considering, you know, it was all about supernatural fantasy, not fucking sci-fi. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, I, I would definitely, definitely going to see this uh, Furiosa uh, prequel as we, uh, as it's most likely turning out to be. And because, because Fur- uh, Furiosa was like, the highlight of uh, Fury Road, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, she was more of a, an exciting character to dwell in. And I think it was sort of like a backdoor pilot, really, with uh, with uh, Fury Road. Because we all know Max. I mean, and there's not much that you can do with Max because we've seen him in in uh, other three movies. And, you know, we, we could just sort of let down and not have a Max in this one. Uh, it's just... It's more of a character-driven piece, anyway, because we we all know we all know the scenario 
of um, post-apocalyptic land and how, how you're going to deal with it and dealing with um, uh, philosophy and, and, uh, and uh, political upheaval and how, how people are going to survive uh, absolutely ca- absolute chaos. And I definitely enjoy that and have a couple of um, uh, survival tips for later on in life. Um, if if we get our act together and, and tackle climate change, you know, <laughs> not to be a dibby downer, but you know, it, it could be, it could be, you know, it, it could be fantasy or it could be real life. We don't know. So definitely going to see see this one. And yeah, star studded cast, and hopefully they get uh, Charlie's Theron just to do like I don't know. She, she's reminiscing. Mum. No, no, no. I think I think <laughs> have her as Furiosa, but uh, like reminiscing. Like it's like, uh, how did you lose your arm? Well, funny story. And <laughs> and dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good idea. That'd be really cool. Then it'd be like Conan, Conan and Barbarian. It's like he's the old person, like retelling his story. Um, that would be cool. Mm. Uh. And probably the biggest highlight that I had was definitely Animaniacs. And watching this, it's a, it made me happy. It made me laugh. And I was getting emotional. It's like, eh, childhood. <laughs> and I think, think it would be definitely a good, good thing because the humour, they're, they're keeping the humour of it as well. It's very tongue-in-cheek, especially when it's um, <laughs> talking about uh, itself, consi- considering it's a... A Steven Spielberg sort of led show, and it's definitely um, it's definitely poignant when it's uh, making fun of a movie that Steven Spielberg was making at the same time as Animaniacs. Yeah, it is, it's the same age, uh, 1993, and yeah, and just who and. Uh, a representative from Hulu going, we're going to make a fortune out of this. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's like, it's not just for the kids, it's for the adults as well. And that's what Animaniacs was all the way back then. And yeah, being in widescreen. <laughs> and and they did make a, a good joke of, it used to be a cell, uh, uh, cell animation. And, that, and especially if you look, look at the past uh, Animaniacs and you, if you look at it now I definitely had a bit of a bit of a culture shock I don't know if it's a culture shock or anything it's like oh it's too smooth it's too neat and clean <laughs> especially if especially if you've been watching it for for, for years it's like ah okay I'm, I'm gonna have to get used to this because they're roughly the same models as well so and and yeah, Pinky and the Brain's coming back as well. Oh, that was so, I love that part. <laughs> yeah. We have Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> so that so again. We have a T-Rex. Yeah, we have a yeah. T-Rex, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they'll introduce some new new characters as well and and some old ones just sprinkled here and there. Especially Buttons and Mindy. It's like... Uh, thank you, lady. Goodbye. <laughs> if you if you remember that one, and are they gonna do good good feathers as well? <laughs> like the pigeons, they were they were from uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> they should. That'd be great. I mean, 
Who knows? I mean, what would you do now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was an obscure reference back then. Especially <laughs> <laughs> for, for a kid's show. Uh, maybe they'll do a Game of Thrones reference or something. Yeah. Or maybe The Irishman. Just to keep it... <laughs> Keep the theme up. Yeah. It works. Yeah, who knows? Um, Definitely looking forward to that. And comes out in November, so... Woo! November 20, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely be watching that. Definitely, definitely, definitely be watching that. Um, On Hulu, so we'll probably get it on Binge, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Get it on your local Pirate Bay near you. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Kendall? What are you you doing? What are you doing stuff? What am I... Well, (laughs) I'm going to wrap up the nerdy news. That's what I'm doing. Awesome. Just in time for Christmas. That's... Oh... (laughs) (laughs) At the right way, going. Christmas... Christmas... uh, (laughs) Christmas 2021. Um, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, that was the nerdy news for this week, uh, which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Alrighty, it's trailer park time, and we have some trailers to discuss. Us. There's one in particular I can't wait to get to, which is why I left it for last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to start with... <laughs> oh, I am so looking forward to that one too. I know. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to quickly go for that one, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. We're starting with the trailer for Monster Hunter. Uh, which is a film adaptation of a very, very successful game that came out a few years ago now. Um, I remember when it came out at work and it was, yeah, it flew flew out the door, flew out the bloody door. Uh, so not surprised to see that it's been made into a film. Um, I'm simultaneously excited and concerned that Mila Jovovich is starring in this just because... Obviously, the Resident Evil comparisons maybe might come in because she's she's doing another, you know, video game film adaptation uh, and it's got, you know, CGI monsters in it. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, but apart from that, like, I mean, it's Mila Jovovich and she can do whatever she wants, really, because she's beautiful, talented and kicks ass and looks good while doing it. Uh, especially for someone who's in her 40s now and married with children. She's just, she's kicking ass and taking names. And I, I think she's phenomenal. Um, so I'm very happy for her. I'm very excited to see her at least heading a new franchise. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, for the film itself, I I'm not going to watch this. Just straight up. This is not, this is not my kind of film, really. Uh, I don't really watch these kinds of monster action kind of like, yeah, like I just, I don't know, never really kind of appeals to my interests, I guess. Um, it looks okay. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a good film. Like 
I honestly don't. Like, I'm not entirely sure. I feel like it's going to be kind of good popcorn fun at the cinema, like, you know, for those who are allowed to go to the cinema. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not bitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, it looks like it might be just kind of, you know, a good film to put on to switch off from reality and just kind of escape, you know, into a world filled with these spectacular creatures. The CGI was I, the CGI was okay. What? No, you want to cut in? So, sorry, it's just ironically um, delve into a world and <laughs> fall into a world. Yeah, of I know. Monsters. I know. I was semi doing that on purpose, semi. But and I thought I thought about making a joke and I decided against it. But that's well, it. I saw it. I saw what you did. Thank you. Yes, I, I I set it up and you spiked that mother. Well done. Not really. I well, was just laughing at myself and then you saying, <laughs> yes, you, you were saying. <laughs> it's like, I, I just thought that was funny. No, so. it is funny. No, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yes. But anyway, yes. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be, yeah, going to be good or not. It just, I don't know. The story just doesn't really entirely sell me, but I know nothing about the game. So this could just be maybe a, a bad trailer for my money for my opinion i don't i don't know um but yeah yeah didn't do it for me fulia how about yourself so uh the monster hunter franchise actually began in 2004 out on playstation 2 uh that's when they first uh when capcom first developed the ah. game itself mm-hmm. um so that's when the franchise began and it's sort of been um going between um playstation and nintendo since then right uh in the last i'd say what is it like the last five five or six years um they've been going into uh xbox as well um and there have also been um pc iterations of the game and handheld um iterations of the game um but mainly it started off with playstation um, and there's going to be the new, um, the new Monster Hunter games. There's two of them coming out next year. And so I'm assuming because the franchise itself has been doing so well over almost, almost 20 years, they've decided to make this film. And the, the trailer itself, I have to say, um, like you, Kendall, didn't really bring me in. Uh, I wasn't particularly interested in this. Mind you, I've never actually played the Monster Hunter games myself, but there is a huge hype for these games. Um, and there's a lot of fans out there that love Monster Hunter. And because of that, I am curious myself as to what this is going to be about. So Monster Hunter is an RPG game. Um, and... I'm really interested in actually playing it myself. So what I'm going to probably end up doing is purchasing the new game coming out on the Switch. So, and then I'll be able to tell you what it's all about after. <laughs> Excellent. <Ooh. laughs> um, but yes, the trailer itself. Yeah, okay. You know, it's pretty much... Soldiers going into a world where there are big monsters and the bigger they are, the harder they are to beat. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe they've just taken the game a bit too literal. So, <laughs> but, you know, the, the graphics don't look too bad. Um, but, yeah, it just didn't really interest me that much, I have to say. 
so probably not a film that I'll end up watching myself. How about yourself, Wayne? Um, I've not heard of Monster Hunter before. Like, I didn't know that it was a game. I'd never heard of the game before at all. So watching this trailer, everything was quite new to me. Um, I didn't mind the, the visuals. I thought the monsters actually looked quite good. I liked the design of them. Uh, I thought that they fit well into the world that was being presented. Uh, the color palette was quite interesting. I think it said a lot about the world that, that this story is set in. I feel like this is a movie that does what it says on the tin. And, yeah. and that's what, I, that's the impression I got from the trailer. Uh, I'm not expecting much from this, uh, but it feels like if you like what you were saying, Kendall, you know, if you just want to check your brain at the door, grab some popcorn and kick your feet up. I think this is going to be some pretty fun escapism. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not Martin Scorsese. It's not Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's, let's not pretend that it's going to be anything like that. Cause it doesn't pretend to be that. So I think for what it is, the trailer actually does a good job at selling what it is. It just seems like a fun ride of people blowing up monsters and battling monsters and defeating them. And I like, I'm okay with that. It's not something I would spend money on to watch on the big screen. But if it rocks up on one of the streaming services that I'm already subscribed to, yeah, I'll watch it. So it's not like it's a trailer that overly excited me, but didn't offend me. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like it'll, it's one I'll probably check out at some stage. No rush to do so, mind you. <laughs> what did you think of it, Michael? Yeah, I'm not too sure because, yeah, I don't know anything about Monster Hunter, the, the game. But when you said uh, Folia is from Capcom, it sort of makes sense why they have the lady from Resident Evil because Resident Evil is also Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all I'm waiting to waiting is uh, for the next next uh, iteration of a game to movie to be to be um, Mega Man, and I want Mega Man. Mega Man's <laughs> and then and then you can have like a, a battle royale with Tekken, 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 Tekken. <laughs> I love Tekken. Yeah, and that's all I know. <laughs> that's all my. Joke. <laughs> I'm all joked out. Um, looking at this, it, it looks like fun. Um. A reference to Guardians of the Galaxy is weird. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was... Yeah. <laughs> that that offended me. I don't know about you guys. Are we Guardians of the Galaxy? No, there's no classic rock playing, thank God. Why, why can't you say, we're not in Kansas anymore? Yeah, oh my God, is, is that, that going to become the new thing? Marvel quotes are going to be like... <laughs> the new... Well, if, if that's the case, I'm checking out a cinema altogether. <laughs> Never. Between those quotes and Adam Sandler movies, <laughs> I'm struggling to stay to stay on board. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this is why I'm going back to '80s movies, people. <laughs> it's when cinema was good. <laughs> oh, back where that that was the quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a bit of fun. Um, popcorn flick. Not sure if I'll watch it or not. Um, find it in your in your DVD bin 
for five bucks in five years. Mm. What about I'll you, let, Kendall? I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot to mention um, the games, the game, the Monster franchise, the Monster Hunter franchise itself. Um, they have had quite a few um, game award nominations and a couple of wins in the past. So I'm not surprised that they've decided to make this a film. Yeah, nice. To get an Emmy. <laughs> um, get an Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> For best visual effects, maybe. It's probably... That's no, where no, no, just, no. Just like screenplay. Suicide's you good. just know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> that dialogue, man. That dialogue. Uh, well, they did They did notch. win. The one year that they did win, they won for best RPG games. So. Cool. That's yeah. promising. Yeah. Um, <laughs> RPG where there's no dialogue. No. <laughs> Zero dialogue. Um. Thank you, Fulia, for all your plentiful gaming knowledge. Oh, um, you're welcome. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't know it was a whole thing. I only remember the one game that came out like a ha- like a handful of years ago that was super successful. I didn't realize it had been going for so long. So thank you. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. If you're interested in checking it out in the UK, you can on the 4th of December and in the US of A on the 30th of December, just after Christmas. Sweet. Okay. Second trailer for this week is an upcoming Amazon Prime film by the name of Sylvie's Love, uh, starring none other than Tessa Thompson, which uh, tick in, in the yes box for me. I will watch her do anything. She is so talented. Um, and she deserves any platform she can get to become a star, I think. I mean, yes, we know her from Thor Ragnarok and Westworld most prominently, but I feel like she hasn't had a proper chance to shine in a lead role in a drama like this before, so really, really happy to see her popping up in this one. Um, it looks like a beautiful story set in a beautiful era filled with beautiful music, um, yeah, if you're romantic at all, I feel like this is going to tug on those heartstrings for sure. Um, yeah. And, but I mean, like it's the story that, that the trailer gives you, I mean, it's, it does give you most of the, the plot of the film, not all of it, I don't think, but I feel like there's enough tropes in this trailer to tell you where this is going to go. Uh, cause it is a story I think we've seen told, uh, quite a few times already. Um, but I'm really interested to see what this film brings to the genre um, and, you know, if it can uh, improve in any ways on, on cliches and of, of romance. And But I don't know. I like the fact that it's that Tessa Thompson's character, Sylvie, is, you know, seems to be this woman who uh, not only is she the lead of the film, but she is like, you know, the crux of the whole thing. She's, you know, she's loving you know openly with you know this this you know jazz musician earlier in the piece and then you know obviously there's a time jump and she's then married to someone else but at the same time she's kickstarted her career and she's becoming successful in the television industry in you know the 50s in the 60s and it's just it's just beautiful to see um i think and like to see just to see a, a female character especially one of color uh you know taking charge of her of her dreams and and you know doing what she wants to do and not letting anything hold her back i think that's really really nice so i'm yeah i'm looking forward to seeing this one it looks it looks lovely um fulia what are your thoughts 
I actually like this trailer. It was um, really nice. It's a nice change of pace when it comes to some of the trailers and films that we've seen in the past. Um, yeah, look, Tessa Thompson is a wonderful actress. Um, and I love seeing her in all of the films that she's come out with so far. Yeah. Um, it, it's also nice to see her do something other than action-based films. Yeah. Um, so this one being a love story is definitely going to be a good way to show her acting skills um, through some drama and romance. Ooh. And <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, the story itself looks interesting. Uh, I do like me a leading girl that wants to get into the filming industry Hell like yeah. myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the, so this is definitely going to appeal to me a lot. Um, but with a little bit of a added, uh, romance and, um, and of course the person that she's falling in love with is a saxophone player. And I used to play the saxophone. Oh, so. <laughs> Double whammy there for me. Yay. <laughs> right up your alley. Yes. Check, check. I'm definitely going to make sure I check this particular film out. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, this movie looks quite sweet. <laughs> like it's just and I know it's set back in the day but there's a very um old-fashioned love story mm. element to it. Um yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like a lovely movie as as you said, Kendall, but for me I feel like the trailer is trying to tell two stories. And one is this uh you know, romance, you know, will they won't they that goes over the years. And another is her trying to break into the the TV industry or as a producer. And, um, you know, and that's going to have its own challenges because she is black and, um, you know, she's setting precedents and, and things like that. Um, and that's really fascinating. Mm. So I feel like the trailer should have just focused on one of those elements and really celebrated that because then the story would just flow naturally. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what Sylvie's love is. Is it the love of her life being a man? Is it the love of her, um, you know, creative passions and, and career pursuits? Um, maybe it's both. But for me, I didn't particularly like that the trailer chose to essentially tell you the, the, the narrative and character arc here in the whole film. I don't particularly think, you know, it was, it was necessary. Um, I'm almost getting vibes of up close and personal where you've got someone who's trying to break into the TV news um, industry. And as she gradually rises through those ranks, we also follow her love, you know, a, a love story with a veteran journalist who is sort of falling out of favor with people almost like a star is born type thing. Um, I don't think this will take it to that extreme, but that film balanced its protagonists, personal life and professional life really well. And this trailer indicates to me that that's probably going to be the, you know, Sylvie's um, journey and character arc, but I don't particularly think it sold it that well for me. Okay. In saying that, I love the era and I love seeing strong characters, especially female characters, mm. because 
you know we don't we don't get them often as as we should um and also somebody who is really just pursuing something that they love because we all love an underdog um, yeah and based on the time that this film is set in um we, we have an idea of some of the resistance that sylvie will get and i think that's going to be interesting to to see how how how, how she'll go there um and I do want to also mention the aesthetics look absolutely stunning. Like, yeah. just so beautiful. I mm-hmm. mean, the cast are gorgeous. Um, that's kind of a no-brainer because of who they are. They're just beautiful people and talented as well. And then put them into the beautiful aesthetics of this era. Um, there's, the, you know, don't get me wrong. There is a lot to like about what this movie will be, I believe. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually looking. I'm looking forward to watching um, Sylvie's Love. How about you, Michael? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, this is definitely going to be one of those movies that uh, I'm uh, go- um, probably going to see as date night, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> my wife definitely lo- loves the romantic sides. And yeah, just there's not, ma- <laughs> not many movies that we'll sit down to watch together, unfortunately. But, you know, she likes what she likes. I like what I like. And we meet in the middle and watch Back to the Future again. I don't know. Um, <laughs> not a bad compromise at all. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Wayne, when you said everyone loves an underdog movie, uh, underdog tale, it's like, mm. yeah, that just remi- reminded me. Um, Tessa, uh, Tessa Thompson actually does the voice of Lady in Lady of the Tramp. So, yeah, she, yeah. So she she has done romantic comedies, uh, well, <laughs> romantic shows, and. Uh, and that's a live action adaptation that I'm I'm not um I'm I don't mind actually that one because they they changed it up a bit they've definitely made it a little less uh, controversial which is always a good send and yeah uh, going back on the tra- trailer it definitely ticks all the boxes of um, stories that we don't get to see many mm. or even at all I mean. Uh, the period is awesome. The well, you don't see many like um, uh, African African American like love stories. I mean, I can't really, I can't really um, mention one off the top of my head. Uh, being a fo- like that being a focus, uh, I think that's, I think that probably says it all. That I can't, I can't, I don't know many. That that I don't haven't seen, so I'd definitely be watching this one. I'll definitely be watching this movie um, over uh, Monster Hunter. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, it needs yeah. it needs a love story in that one, so I can watch it. So I can. Uh, <laughs> it's just lovely. I, just watching it, it's just, it's like oh, that is nice. But I know the period, and, <laughs> and it's like ah, oh, there's gonna be heartbreak, but you know, just want to see young young love. I mean, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. When are we going to watch it, Kendall? Well, uh, luckily for us, this one's going to be on Amazon Prime, uh, and it will be released on Christmas Day, December 25th. <laughs> Merry Christmas to us. Sweet. Gift of a lovely film. All mm, right. No. Fingers crossed a lovely film. Yes. Okay. Is that it? Is that all? No. Uh, shush. One more. <laughs> One more. Yes, Mr. Richardson. When... <laughs> Uno más. Uno más. Uno más. Um... Squatty could have say. <laughs> the last trailer for this week is the up- 
uh, teaser. I don't even know where my words are now because I'm just so excited to get into this. Um, the, f- the first proper good look uh, at the upcoming season four of The Crown. Oh, holy Yay. crap. Okay. <laughs> far, far and away, my favorite trailer this week, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for most of us on this show. <laughs> that it's definitely is. Yep. Everyone else's favorite. Um, yes. Holy well, crap. Three, three, three out of four. Yeah. Three out of four. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's why I said most. Um, yes. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I. <laughs> this is how you do a trailer, people. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> fucking epic voiceover with like crescendoing music underneath that's just building towards and the visuals are matching everything that's being said, matching the music, just just building towards this just... Uh, it's going to be tumultuous. It's going to be... It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited. Like, just... Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, this is this is what we've been waiting for. I mean, a, a lot of people that got involved with the crown, obviously, you know, the the story of of Queen Elizabeth II is a very fascinating one and has been for the past, you know, three years that we've been watching. But ah, uh, but you know, we were all so excited when you know we found out they were going to be doing not only Margaret Thatcher but uh, you know Charles and and Lady Diana. Um, and here we're going to be finally seeing it play out before us, and it just, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. It looks, it looks phenomenal, it looks spectacular. It's going to be, yeah, I don't, I'm just, I just want it now. I know it's not, it's like a month away, but I need it. I need it. <laughs> I need it. It's, I, yeah, I couldn't stop just smiling the whole time I was watching it. It just looks like it's going to be a masterpiece. Fulia, what did you think of it? <laughs> yeah, I literally did the exact same thing you just did after I finished watching the trailer sitting yeah. in my bed. I'm like, oh. I I can't wait for this. The the drama that's going to be coming out of the episodes for this season is going to be tremendous. Yes. And mind-blowing and just oh, so good. The trailer really sold it and has really got me so intrigued to find out everything that's going to happen in this season. And I seriously can't wait. The moment I saw Margaret Thatcher come up, her voiceover, oh my goodness. And just the, the, the little cuts to, you know, a coffin, to the, you know, Lady Diana's wedding dress, to, you know, all these little moments that have happened. I just, oh man, I was losing my mind when I was watching this trailer. <laughs> so you can, you can bet your bananas. I am definitely going to be watching this <laughs> when it comes out, binging it the day it's released. Oh yes. Wayne. <laughs> um, trailer of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah. People. Like, what the f- <laughs> Netflix. Like, honestly, like my goodness. Oh my gosh. Like this trailer is just fucking amazing. Yes. And just talk yeah. about, you know, rousing so much emotions from your core fan base because 
as you said, Kendall, as soon as the crown began, we were like, are they doing Queen Elizabeth's whole life? Yeah. And if they are, does that mean (laughs) her daughter-in-law will be involved somehow? And that is already really contentious because... um, as far as I'm aware, there's never been an on-screen portrayal of Diana that has won favour with critics or audiences. Very true. That any story told has always come across as being exploitive, as being trashy. The performer has never really gotten praise because there is a problem with depicting Diana on screen because she, you know, was martyred, really. Yeah. And has entered a level of such high appreciation and almost sainthood in the public discourse, at least in Western society. She is very difficult to capture because she's now, you know, retrospectively um, portrayed as, as, yes, a strong and and powerful and independent woman or really trying to change things up as a bit of a rebel in the, in the, in the in the family or the firm as the royal family refer to themselves as I believe, mm. um, but you know she wasn't seen that way in her lifetime. So there's that really fascinating um, balance there, I suppose. But if anyone's going to get it right, it's the folks at the Crown, yep. who represent this story that's been going on for decades so incredibly well. I am super super excited to see this. I mean, we were all on tenterhooks last season because they introduced Camilla. And we know that as soon as you have Camilla, (laughs) Diana's not too far behind. And I think what's going to be very interesting now is that a lot of the audience members who are watching The Crown season four were alive and have some memory of the events that will unfold. Mm. And that is really interesting whenever you watch a... A, um, a creative depiction of history that you were alive to witness yourself. Yeah. That's different to watching something that you may have read about or have heard of, but were never physically alive to remember your feelings and how you thought about things. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be incredibly emotive. Um, I've not talked about how beautiful it looks. I've not talked about the aesthetics, the casting. I don't need to. I am watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I am binging this bad boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait to discuss and dissect it. No pressure, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, all, uh, we'll all get together after watching it and we'll have one hell of a debrief. I think yes. so, too. I think so, too. <laughs> Tea and so scones a and a debrief. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, your thoughts on the Crown season four trailer? Yeah, it's all right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I ha- I'm not quite. Uh, I'm not up to date with my Crown seating. I think I'm in the middle of season one, and it's been sitting there for four years. So. <laughs> Catch up, yeah. man. <laughs> okay. It's just, I'm sorry. I'm an Australian Republican and anything about the royals disgusts me. <laughs> These unelected 
analytic sponges that say, oh, we're, we're leader of your countries. Like, get out. Mm. About the trailer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> mind you, <laughs> I do like the Australian flag. I just have a problem with the left-hand corner. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, it definitely looks very good. I mean, uh, going on what I've seen uh, in the fir- first season and having a look here at, at um, what they're presenting, uh, it's for the, to- for the time, I'm not too sure, but it's, yeah, it's roughly in the 80s, probably 83, 84, sometime there, maybe. I can't maybe remember but- when... when uh, Sorry. Well, I'd say probably yeah, late late seventies to early eighties. Yeah. Yeah, because yes. I think they William got was born in eighty two. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got married in eighty one. I'm pretty sure. There we go. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, Maggie Thatcher was was late seventies, mid mid to late seventies. She was elected. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll probably be watching her for that because I do like me politics. You do, and uh, <laughs> especially. <laughs> Especially going through Thatcher years and Reaganomics. Oh, and fun. And uh, and the Bobby Hawk. Are we, yeah, I've been looking forward to Bobby Hawk. <laughs> that sort of got me excited. It's like Richard Roxburgh reprising his role as Bob Hawk. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who's not watching this TV show is a bum. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely, um, I'll catch up and watch it when when I'm get when I'll be watching this, Kendall. Yes, on the fifteenth of November will be the entirety of season four on Netflix. Remember, remember, fifteenth of November. Yes, <laughs> yes, <sighs> cannot oh, wait. My God, yes. All right. Marking the calendar, something to look, something, <laughs> something to stay alive for. Okay, um, it's ingrained in my brain. <laughs> yes. Well, mind you, after after the third of November, I'll I'll be probably be happy or sad. So. Oh, why? Do you know Wayne? Uh, besides the Melbourne Cup, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if someone, if some, someone particularly gets re-elected or not. Oh, oh right, yes, I do understand. Yes, yeah, yeah, that is true. That's two weeks away. Yes. Yikes. Yes. And I want yes. one more bloody debate, people. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so frustrating, orange well, man. <laughs> a plague of flies, plague of locusts. Come on, oh. Come on get let's get. Firstborn. Who is it? Don Jr. There we go. <laughs> Mind you, he All did right. say this week that he would, um, that if Biden won, he would probably leave the country. And you almost want to go, yay! But then you realise, oh, hang on, that means he could pick us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's alright. I'll be there. <laughs> no, no, he'll go to his mates in Russia. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yes. If 2020 has taught me anything is I am sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys could just see Michael's face. You... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. His eyes have sort of glazed over. Yeah. <laughs> He'd want to run and hide. 
<laughs> I'm fucking ready. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> I'm burning bridges online and probably in real life. Here's Mikey. <laughs> I kind of look like Jack Torrance with this long hair. <laughs> you you could actually pull off a cosplay of Jack Torrance, I think. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You look like an axe wheeling maniac. Yay. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you don't. No. I know what you're thinking. Yes. Okay. So, usually, so the crown. To the crown. <laughs> is going to be amazing. Usually, uh, I would interrupt people and say, this is not a political podcast, but uh, we're about to get into something that is highly political uh, for the segment... The the time, the part, the thing of the show that y'all are very keen to hear. Political culture. I mean, sorry, popcorn culture. <laughs> Political culture. <laughs> Mikey, finally, they've cracked. <laughs> yes. Had to do it. Had to do it. No, well done. Well done. They've conceded defeat, Michael, finally. (laughs) Yay. 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 Look. Look. I'm not happy about it. Um, (laughs) But, however, we get to talk about a pretty fantastic film, I think. But um, I'm very, very excited to hear... Michael's thoughts, but we're saving him for last. Uh, because if you guys have been playing along the past uh, month or so, we have sporadically been talking about, or Michael has sporadically <laughs> been ranting about, a film by the name of The Trial of the Chicago 7. And uh, we thought it would be very appropriate to discuss it for Popcorn Culture this week. It just debuted on Netflix on Friday. Check it out now uh, if you're interested and then come back and listen to us because we are about to get into full spoiler territory, people. Uh, even though I mean, it, it's history. You should know it. it. Well, yeah, it is based on true events, obviously. Uh, but if you're not familiar with the case, as myself, I was not going in. Had no idea. Um, then, Neither have I. Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, don't. Yeah. Go watch the film and then, and then come back and, and finish listening to this episode. Um, all right. So... This yeah, I really really liked this film. Um, I'm I am definitely a fan of uh, the way Aaron Sorkin writes dialogue, um, and I'm starting to come around to him as a director. Uh, in the first lockdown, I watched his directorial debut, uh, Molly's Game, starring Jessica Chastain, also based on a true story. Um, I would highly recommend people check that out. That is also on Netflix. Uh, very, very good film. But this one trumps that, not to use that word, but I'm using it, trumps it completely. Uh, I think it's... Triumphant. Yeah. Try that. It's, 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 that, doesn't, that doesn't work with the phrase I was using, but I appreciate your assistance, Michael. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is a, a, a definitely superior film to Molly's game, so he's only improving as a director, I think. Um... God, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, I, I like like you, Michael, I really kind of want to know more about this entire thing because I don't know how I wasn't fully aware of this. I mean, I guess it's 
you know, it's something that's probably ingrained in American classrooms, uh, you know, growing up. High school students probably would have learnt about it in America, but I, you know, as an, you know, white Australian, very far removed from all of that, um, you know, I don't think, I, yeah, I wasn't really exposed to this story, um, but it was fascinating um, and just an incredibly well-made and well-told film and story. Uh, I I really loved the, I guess, I mean, it's a linear film, but it's done in a non-linear way, I suppose. Just I really loved all the quick cuts with all the dialogue and the way that, you know, th- things were explained and just the way it all kind of flowed together really nicely. Like it was just so sharp. Um, and for a film that runs over two hours... You don't feel it. Uh, at least, at least I didn't feel it. it. It was so smooth, so well paced. I was enthralled the entire time. Like, you know, the the way the way these actors kind of hold your attention, keep your attention. The way the story keeps you invested. And I think that's you know, there's so many things that are you know that is owed to, but specifically just alluding to the way the way the story is structured and the way it's told in terms of, you know, showing, you know, the trial is happening pretty much throughout the entire film, obviously, because that's what it's called. And I would, but I was curious because, you know, usually when you, you do courtroom dramas, they, you, you, you see the crime first and then you get the courtroom stuff. But this one, the courtroom drama is going on pretty much the entire time and they're cutting back and forth between, you know, the real events, uh, you know, spliced between testi- witness testimony and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I just, yeah, it's just really, if you don't know what the story is, I find, I found that a really great way to kind of keep your audience uh, interested and invested in what happens. Um, like, I just, yeah, it was really, really good. I was on tender hooks. The performances from the cast, like, I mean, so interesting uh, to see two very talented British actors playing two, uh, you know, uh, seemingly iconic American uh, people in real life. Like, yeah, Eddie Redmayne and Sasha Baron Cohen were, yeah, phenomenal. Um, I really, really like Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, I'm, I'm definitely a fan when he goes, you know, I mean, yeah, we know he does comedy insanely well. But I really like it when he kind of takes risks and changes things up and, and takes on a role uh, like, not like this, but like just in general when he's doing drama, like he's just, I don't know, he, and the fact that his character had a lot of levity to him as well, I think he balanced it really nicely. He played it really well. Uh, you know, all the accents were quite convincing. So whoever the, the, the accent coach was on the film, I think they did a great job. Um, gosh, who else do I shout out? This entire cast, like every single one. I mean, I feel like the only the only sad thing about the film is that there are no women anywhere. Um, but you know, that's not the story we're telling. Um, just, just, just. I don't know. I Frank Franklin Jella is so great, but I've never wanted to punch him in the face more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that. That bloody judge just... Oh, yeah. Really. Whew. If he was... I mean, yeah, it's based on a true story, but, like, man, if if that's actually what it was like in that courtroom, fuck that noise. Like, who let him... It's just... 
Uh, anyway, it's I'm just so. Can I, sorry, can I just say it was it, it was worse. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the film I mean, just I, let it off lightly. I mean, I shouldn't really be surprised. To be fair, um, yeah, Jesus Christ, but I really, really enjoyed the the back and forths between uh, his uh, his judge Julius Hoffman and freaking Mark Rylance. Fucking ten points to him. Like he was so good as uh, the the lawyer counselor. Like so good. I was. My goodness. Um yeah, he was probably my favorite thing in the whole in the whole film. I really enjoyed his performance. Um and but yeah, their their back and forth between Kunstler and and Hoffman was was uh very entertaining but so frustrating. So frustrating. The entire thing was a fucking setup. Like I really need to research more into this, but it just like the government didn't give a fucking shit. It just, yeah, uh, just anyway, that's neither here nor there now, is it? But yeah, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well was quite good. It was interesting to see him in a role like this where he's not, he's, well, I mean, you know, we're used to kind of seeing him be the protagonist in a lot of the films that he appears in or, you know, a, a, a you know, a, a good guy through and through just in some capacity, but he, his character was quite complex um, and I really appreciated his performance and, you know, a very mature kind of performance as well, because, you know, there's something about him that I will always, I always go back to, you know, his third rock from the Sundays, his 10 things I hate about you and all of that, because I've been a fan of him since then. But, um, but just to see him, you know, in, in such a role as this one and handling it so wonderfully and, uh, the nuances he gave was just, yeah, I was, I was very, very impressed. Um, I also really loved Jeremy Strong as Jerry Rubin. Um, he was wonderful as well. Um, and Alex Sharp, I don't, never heard of him before, but he was Rennie Davis and he, he was quite good. I really liked the, the friendship between him, uh, and Eddie Redmayne's Tom Hayden. Um, and, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Abdul Mateen II, again, getting a mention this episode. He was Bobby Seal, uh, the leader of the Black Panther Party, who was just, oh my God. That's just, that's, I, yeah, I was so angry watching this, this film, but it was, it was good. Like it was just, it's so good. It's so well done. And um, yeah, God, what else can I say about it? I don't know. I just, I, I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit and I can't wait to dive in more to the history. I hope there's like a good documentary or something about this. There are a couple. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm definitely going to seek them out, but yeah, this film is just, yeah, uh, everything I've said already and more, I really, I really enjoyed it. Should I give my rating now or should I, are we saving that for the end? Cause I always forget. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do, we'll do it at the end. We'll do around at the end. We'll think. we'll go around again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Stay tuned for more from me. Fulia. Yes. What did you think of this? Okay, so let me just start off with I'm not very political in my views and opinions. Um so watching this film was really um sort of little out of place for me. Um but I will still talk about it as a filmmaker sort of point of view. <laughs> yes. Um, like you, Kendall, overall, I enjoyed the film. It was really well paced. 
it did not feel like a two-hour film. It really didn't. It flowed so smoothly. Um, and I really like that when it comes to movie making. If you can make the movie not feel like the length that it is, then you've done a great job, honestly. Um, I'm going to also mention that I really enjoyed um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance uh, as Richard Schultz. Uh, he, even though he was his character was only a, a supporting, he only had a supporting role in this, and you don't really see him that often. Um, for me, he was my favorite character because of the uh, because of the complexity of his of his character, which was really interesting to see. Um, and the fact that even though he was the prosecutor lawyer, prosecuting lawyer, it, he still, he still had, you know, emotions towards the convicted. And so that's what I really liked about that. Um, when it came to, uh, the film, the way it was edited and filmed and all that sort of stuff, the cut twos, um, at the beginning of the film where it, cuts between each character before their sentence is finished and it goes to the next person and they just continue the sentence. I really like that little bit of the, um, of the start. Uh, the, um, the flashbacks during the trials where the, when someone's up on the stand talking about what happened and what was said, uh, I really enjoyed those sort of flashbacks. They were really well done. Uh, the way the editors just chucked in real life footage from history. Yeah, that was great. That really made the film more sort of intriguing for me because it's it's the real life footage cut in with the filmed footage for the for the actual movie and it it didn't feel out of place and I really like that. Um those riot scenes were mind ball, mind blowing. I just, I couldn't believe like what actually happened. Mm. The, Oh man, I just like, I, I can't really express it, but for me, that tension throughout those riots were insane. And I felt very uncomfortable during those moments. Um, but probably not as uncomfortable as the scene where Bobby Seal was dealt with. I'll use as oh what as what God. the judge as what the judge put it. Um, that made that me was... squirm in my seat. Yeah, I was just like, and I was gasping and covering my mouth. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, so in that particular scene was there was just so much drama and tension. Uh, and so that was done really well. Um, what else? Uh, the music that was actually used throughout the film was, was amazing. Um, Mm. it, it, the, it was actually needed to create those moments of tension throughout each of the scenes, like especially during the courtroom, uh, the riots, it's, it, it really made it what it what it is and i and i love that about about the filmmaking process the way that music is added in and it just it 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 gives you a different vibe when you watch it you know 
So, and it, it really brings you into the scene when you're watching it with that kind of music going in the background. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, what else? At, yeah, I think just overall the 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 flow of the film, the I I am a little bit more intrigued about the actual thing that happened back then. So I would like to know a little bit more. So maybe I'll do a bit more research into this myself as well, um, in the form of maybe watching the documentaries um, uh, that are out there. So yeah. Um, I, I like this film. It was really good. Hey. Yeah. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, I also thought that it was a very well-made film. Uh, it is handsomely produced. Um, it's it is a it is an extraordinarily quality production. Um, I like the the narrative structure of this movie. I like that we do sort of have the trial framing it and then going back in history. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I also feel like exposition is done really well yeah. in this movie because it's yeah, it might be a big case in the United States, but it's not one that even people in the US would really be fully aware of the intricate details of it. Uh, apparently, Aaron Sorkin didn't even really know a lot about it, if anything, when he was first discussing this project with Spielberg and Spielberg had approached him about it. So... I think in 2007. Yeah, so Mm. uh, quite a while back. So, I mean, you know, so the writer-director has come a long way himself in terms of this this story. So I'm really glad because I was a little concerned, especially when they're starting to introduce all of these people. I'm like, hang on, am I supposed to know who all of these people are? Yeah, yeah. But it did not take me long to get on track uh, with with who the key players are. Mm. Yeah. and speaking of key players, there are a lot of stakeholders in this story. Um, we've got the the, type, the titular seven who really began as an eight and, um, you know, became a seven uh, due to a, a mistrial for uh, Bobby Sale. And then um, really we have a convicted five as well. There's a lot of politics going on with um, this course of justice, quote-unquote, <laughs> right? And it's reflective of the time. And we can see similarities with what's happening in the United States at the moment. So I think this film mm. resonates in a way with a contemporary audience more than it ever intended or thought that yeah. it would. Um, but, you know, I think whenever you're dealing with the justice system, uh, regardless of what country it is and what country you're viewing it from, it's relevant because you're dealing with people's lives and you're dealing with um, equity across you know a nation and across a people. Um, I do need to say that this film has by far one of the best ensemble casts I have seen in an extraordinarily long time. Yeah. Not a single person puts a foot out of step for me in this. I mm. thought everyone was absolutely outstanding. I will say that Franklin Keller as Judge Julius Hoffman is by far one of the most frustrating characters I have ever seen on film. Yeah. And I was a little concerned at first uh, when he kept interrupting uh, Richard Schultz's opening statement and oh, made that God. statement of like, okay, you know, I'm not related 
to the defendant, Abby Hoffman, which... That was so bad. And I've read yeah. since then, that is an accurate thing. That's something that he really wanted to make a note of. And <sighs> it felt it felt very comical. But again, in a very mm. frustrating way. I'm like, would you just let the man do his job, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that I sensed about this... So it was interesting, Michael, that you've said that it was worse than what's depicted here... This felt very much like a show trial, like they had, you know, in, in Russia and, um, you know, and even in, um, you know, during the Red Scare in the States, <laughs> where they're like sort of trying to out all of these, of these communists and blacklist people and so forth. It felt very for show. And that can only be to serve a political agenda, which is touched upon in this film as well. Um, so there is a lot to, to, to really like about this movie. I did mention before that there's a lot of, um, players here. There's a lot of characters involved. Now that's, you know, factual, I suppose that there's a lot of people involved here that can sometimes be a detriment when you're confining a story to, you know, two and a bit hours because you're getting hints of people who are fascinating, but you're not really exploring them. Of course, a movie can only choose to focus on, on so many people because otherwise you're telling a 12 hour movie. Right. Mm. But there was a moment and I think it was when it finished and I was reflecting, I thought to myself, you know what, this would have made a great three part mini series, maybe just another hour to delve into some of these other characters. Um, as a series that I highly recommend if you've not seen it is called when they see us, on Netflix, and that is about a famous trial in New York and um, about a crime that happened in Central Park. And that was told over a few episodes and Mm. um, that handled that story really well because it was able to delve into all of the accused um, boys and young men um, in that story. And I feel like that this movie could have benefited from that. In saying that, the fact that it is a movie and not a series and it focuses on who it focuses um, is not a criticism really at all. Mm. I guess it's so good, I just wanted more. And there were elements that I wanted to know more about. So I was left, you know, I, I think being left wanting more is not necessarily a bad thing, but... Maybe it is in this one. I don't know. <laughs> because it was just like, you're playing with history here. And yes, it's a dramatization. Yes, it's going to take liberties. It's a movie. It's not a documentary. I get it. Um, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, do want to say that I've, I had a highlight in terms of these fantastic perform- performances and performers, because I can't really pick one that they were all absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the scene that I particularly liked, which showcased strong acting, really well-written dialogue, really strong directing, and outstanding editing, was the moment where Tom Hayden, played by Eddie Redmayne, is insisting that he becomes the witness. Yeah. Or he becomes, yeah. you know, becomes questioned on the stand. And they're going through a tape that has him saying something. Um, and he's got his tension there with Abby Hoffman played by Sasha Baron Cohen. And we're, we're seeing them at this event. He's saying something about blood being spilt. Police are harassing this kid up a flagpole and it's just escalates and escalates. And as the visuals escalate, 
the the you know the the interaction between lawyer and client is escalating the music swells we've got editing back and forth it is beautiful filmmaking mm. i feel like mm. that scene needs to be studied by filmmakers i feel like it is that good that was the highlight for me and yeah overall really really strong film and i feel like it's accessible if you've never heard of this case and even if you're not necessarily inclined to delve deeper into it, I think that the trial of the Chicago 7 does enough. And I think it does it quite well. Mm. So, yeah, I I really thought this was a solid, a solid film. I'm afraid to ask, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Michael, your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. Um, <laughs> no, I will. I will say uh, this is not a boring film. It is done very, very well. It's um, um, it's it's definitely refreshing because I was worried that I was going to go fucking mental. <laughs> because I know. Yeah, we know got a, a uh, we got history. a sample of that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I didn't say anything. I only sent emojis. <laughs> no, I meant when you reviewed the trailer, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to be sceptical. I know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, as I said, it's it's definitely a well, well put together f- film. And yeah, it's, it definitely didn't f- feel like 12, uh, 12 hours, two hours. And it, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's... Um, it's it's written actually quite well. It's actually structured very, very well. I actually did did enjoy um, it being interspliced with actual real footage. Um, uh, when Kendall, when you when you said you were looking, uh, you're looking forward to actually find something, uh, find something else like in the same sort of vein as this. There's actually two that I actually found on YouTube that you can actually get. One's called the Chicago Ten, which has it's basically a documentary. Like without without any um, uh, na- uh, without a uh, a voiceover, uh, essentially essentially it goes from uh, it do- does the same thing in this movie that it, it cuts in in between of the trial as well. Right. I mean, there's there's no footage of the trial. Um, uh, the the only people that are allowed in there are pretty. They weren't allowed like cameras or anything like that, yeah. so you can only have sketch, uh, sketch artists as well as well as the media as well. So so it's more or less hearsay. And each night on the um, on the uh, news, it was only like a minute of what the what the uh, trial was go- going on, and that was ba- basically it. So, and the Chicago Ten. Um, I want to say do- docky movie um, actually has uh, some voice over artists and also animation of the um, trial as well because we got all the tra- uh, you, they've got all the transcripts and they're sort of interspliced like these different animated sort of things and it's actually quite funny that um uh, so some of the voiceover artists that we actually know I mean Abby is played by Hank Azaria oh. and. And um, uh, as uh, uh, Judge Hoffman is uh, Roy Schneider, 
which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And and uh, Jer- Jerry Rubin is played by Mark Ruffalo. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's cool. So, yeah, so that that's definitely a, a very good one to to watch. Uh, another one is mostly like a dramatization of the of the trial with intersplicing of um, uh, of uh, live a- uh, actual footage, like um, uh, intersplicing that, and also also very bad chroma key because it was done during the eighties. It was <laughs> like a HBO thing, and yeah, it's called the conspiracy of the uh, conspiracy uh, semicolon. The Trial of the Chicago Eight, and that was 1987. Right, wow. And that and that was pretty good, good as well. That I <laughs> binge watched. Nice uh, part of my part of my research. Yeah. <laughs> so all in all, it's a very good, it, it's very good put together film, and I'm not and I'm not going to deny it. It actually was very entertaining. Um, I will. I, I was umming and ahhing if I if I wanted to blow blow it a new one, considering <laughs> I know the history of it, and and um, I might add a couple of things. Like there's a lot, lot of things in here that are questionable. Like uh, uh, I'll probably go go ending first. Like uh, that ending did not happen. I'm I'm sorry, but but the reading out of the. Um, uh, the fallen soldiers actually did happen, but it was in the middle of the trial. It was at yeah. the start of the trial, uh, and it was it wasn't uh, to- uh, it was uh, it wasn't Tom Hayden. It was actually um, David um, Dillinger, or Delanger, or Dil- or whatever you, whatever his last name is. I mean, the judge couldn't do it, uh, which actually was <laughs> which actually what did happen as well. Wow. <laughs> he he was sa- he was corrected, and then he was saying, oh. Uh, this person was say- saying it wrong, so we were both saying it wrong. Uh-huh. So he he couldn't be wrong. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes. that was David Dillinger. That was David Dillinger, and they and they were doing like a memorial thing for for the fallen soldiers. For and they actually took an American flag, put it on their bench, and they also di- also had the uh, the North Korean flag as well next to it. So, oh wow! So they did, yeah. So it was very bizarre, and they were all were ha- having uh, black, uh, black armbands, and there's there's actually a sketch of one of the bailiffs actually trying to take the flags away, and Abby was doing a tug of war. It's like, no, this is something. This is something that we want to do. So essentially, they they were all in the same sort of team that they want to disrupt. Uh, they, they they had no respect for this trial at all. No. And and including Tom, which is sort of a, a bizarre character choice, that he was the prim and proper sort sort of thing. It, right. That's that characteriz- characterization is sort of debate uh, could be debatable. Um, they okay. were all different. They they were all different sections, but the thing is, they came together as one because of what was happening. Because you do, you do have Abby and Jerry. You do have Tom, Tom and uh, Rini, Rini, yeah, Rennie. Rennie. Uh, Rennie, uh Who didn't actually have a notebook, so 
uh, that was a, a nice little setup for the ending. So, oh, I like um, I liked that touch though. That was that was sweet. I know, I know. But it's but not real. <laughs> it's not real. It's a movie. But, yeah. <laughs> but bearing in mind, this is a good. It it is a good uh, jumping off point if you want to actually know um, uh, the actual story. And of course, David Dillinger. Um, he. Do you want me to spoil it or not? I don't mind. Yeah. Well, say 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 whatever he, you want. Yeah, he is a pacifist, and he uh, he he did not go to the Second World War because he was a pacifist, and actually went to jail for for that. And um, and him punching some someone in court did not happen. Right. He it was actually more harrowing than that. Uh, so um, he actually had his family. In in the in the audience, I don't know what you call it in the pews, and it was uh, closing arguments, and and uh, the judge said, uh, do, "Do and he went to each person, um, do you want to say anything?" And when he got up, um, he he was saying that this trial is a farce. You you essentially he's calling the the judge like a Nazi, like. It's like I I went through World War Two. This is what they were do, doing, and 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 his daughter was actually in the audience, and one of the bailiffs actually went over because she was being destructive, uh, uh, destructive, and bas- basically hit her in the head, wow. and to stop her from talking. Um, yeah. So, and that definitely escalated, because. Uh, Everyone was going nuts in this trial, and not not just not just the uh, pla- uh, not not just the accused, but people in the audience as well. As well, I mean, you did have like um, definitely when Bobby Se- uh, Seal was still in still in the eight, uh, you definitely had um, uh, uh, Black Panthers in in the back. Uh, maybe not in leather, I don't know, but but um, there was. And what was wasn't in the movie, but was in the real real thing, uh, there was armored guards like around around the hall wow. because there was Black Panthers there, and they <laughs> they they were just overly cautious, and yeah, so <laughs> and they were and they, I mean Abby and Jerry were having fun basically. Oh, um, great! Yeah. <laughs> and until thing. Because they, because Abby went in there, because they knew this was a mock trial, and they, and they, and they weren't going to go to prison because it was complete, completely fast. And then, ongoing, they went, "Oh shit, this could be like fucking serious." So, so um, yeah, it's definitely fascinating if you want to want to get into it. Is it was absolutely abhorrent and just just horrible. I mean, and the whole bit about um, like at the start of the movie, where with um, the uh, the uh, prosecution setting up their uh, setting up their case, did sort of happen because it was the cha- changing of the administration from from the Democrats to Nixon, and in or- and in order to. Uh, I, if if you if you don't know about Nixon, that he actually 
he actually sabotaged sort of the he knew he tried to sabotage the peace deals with uh, the the North Koreans and the South Koreans. So so because they were they were close to having a, a peace deal with with the Vietnam War, but he he sort of did some uh, it's called rat fuckery like around there, and they were and they they basically sabotaged the um the Democrats because they didn't want um, the Vietnam war like stop like right before an election otherwise the democrats have got it in the bag so he decided he decided to keep on going and <laughs> that went they went almost through um i can't remember but i think it went almost through nixon's uh a minute, uh tenure as president but of course watergate happened because <laughs> there was a lot of shit fuckery uh <laughs> <laughs> and and essentially, oh, what's his name? Uh, John Mitchell. Yeah, the the yes. the very char the very charming guy who who's uh, the sort of person that you take home to your mum. Uh, actually, was was um, one of the leading persons in Watergate as well. So oh, he sort wow. of got his come up. He got his comeuppance in the end. Good. So that was good. Uh, what else can I say? Um, yeah. Um, what else can I say? Yeah, Judge Hoffman, he he was worse. He um, uh, before the jury passed uh, passed sentence, um, he uh, the jury was still in uh, deliberation of if they're guilty or not. Uh, he decided to he, he decided to um, oh what's that word. Uh, uh, contempt of courts, like mm. there was, a, there was a shitload of them. He decided to actually um, trial them uh, for the contempts uh, right before they were were um, right before uh, they, uh, the jury passed judgment, which is a big no no, because you have to do it after the guilty, or otherwise it doesn't really sit. So essentially. He did something wrong, and that this is pretty much reason why the appeals court actually went. What the fuck is this? Nah, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> Judge Hoffman's a complete and utter fucking nutcase. This is not how you do. This is not how you do at the American judicial system or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um. Yeah, so he was terrible. Uh, essentially, this movie it can be debated that it doesn't really do history justice but it's definitely a good like uh starting point if you want to get into it i mean for some reason i wrote down zootopia now um <laughs> right fully do you, do you like zootopia because i might ruin it for you i've already watched it do you like it i don't mind it yeah essentially zootopia is sort of like an allegory for the Theory. I want to cl classify it as a theory because it's not really tr uh, proven or not. But it's basically the CIA actually put um, essentially uh, crack, uh, crack cocaine into um, heavy populated areas, uh, into like um, the mi minorities to actually uh, fuck with 
fuck with African Americans and all that. So, yeah, sort of based in truth because it's all government conspiracies and all that. And CSI, uh, CSA, CIA are a bunch of fucking assholes. And yeah, Zootopia did take a bit of a dark turn at some point. So yeah, kind of. I can see where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, and based in history, it's a lot darker. Because yeah. <laughs> segregation and fucking trying to get black people out of your community and all that shit. Oh, okay. So, enough of that. Um, I just ruined people's childhood. I like it. Um, <laughs> the Fred Hampton storyline uh, wasn't really a thing in this trial, and it didn't really spark... Uh, Bobby Seal to uh, go off at the judge because essentially he was going off the judge like every single day. Yeah. Saying what what he was saying. You know, it's like I don't have my lawyer here. You, yeah. I can't. Uh, I cannot be here and all that. Uh, and Fred Hampton's um uh <clears throat> I want to say assassination because it fucking was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was actually after uh, Bobby Seale was uh, mistrialed, so it, the timeline doesn't make sense. But you know, it was a good like sort of kick up the ass. It's like you know what, fuck this. And he actually didn't say uh, go fuck yourself to the um, judge either. It was more to do of him being very destructive, and he, he was speaking out of turn, and he he was gagged up and chained to the chair. Um, can I, and yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the once. Really? It was on multiple times, yes. It was over a few days, wasn't it? I, I was reading that. Yeah. yeah, it was over a few days. Oh my God. Yeah, so. That's fucked. That's just beyond. Let me just, let, let, let me just sink that in. Yeah. So. As I said, it was a lot worse than, than <laughs> what Sulkin has done. Um, yeah, um, I don't don't really have much good tidbits left. Uh, in the movie, the jury was mixed race. When in the- when in reality, it was all white and middle aged. So, <laughs> yeah, that that was a good that, that's a good thing. Um, definitely. Uh, Jason Gordon-Levitt's character was not that, not not that sympathetic either. But you know, um, with the ending, I know it's not true, but you definitely need something to actually, you know, lift your spirits. And I and I understand why why that's why that's there and. Technically, it is. It was true. They actually did. They actually did um, read out the solidarities, and yeah, they. It was the big, It was one of the biggest um, stupid injustices in in modern times. Now, um, I might get more into the political side here, if that's even possible. Um, the Abby Hoffman and Tom Hader relationship wasn't really that uh, fractured 
but I can understand what I can understand why they sort of chose to have that because you need something otherwise it's just basically a a, a trial drama that is in trial and and um um with the political side now I know I, I make no qualms about Aaron Sorkin because I've been uh, I, I do listen to a lot lot of uh uh, a West Wing thing podcast and talking about his uh, talking about Sorkin's like um, political affiliations. Uh, he is a liberal uh, in all sense of the words. Where where um, uh, there's a different there's a big difference between liberals and leftists. Like uh, and Abby is definitely like uh, like the the poster child of the new new leftists and. And Tom Hayden would be considered uh, a not a not as um, full on as Abby. I mean, there's there's a couple of things that Abby Hoffman has has done is quite amusing, but also he actually knew how to han- handle himself. He's not he he's not really the smoking weed guy. Well, he did smoke weed, but he was actually smart about it. If that's a w- weird thing, and Jerry Rubin. He he wasn't he wasn't that much of a a dunce. He like that was an interesting character. Hey, I've got Jerry Rubin, uh, aka Tommy Chung. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, nah, not really. But but yeah, yeah. It was fun, and the and the addition to the love interest didn't happen. But it it was it was true. There there were um hit undercover cops and that that as well uh but back with abby hoffman he knew how to he knew how to handle the system because uh he there was one time he knew he was going to be arrested and he didn't want he didn't because he was sort of infinite infamous and it's like oh see abby hoffman getting arrested but he he didn't want his picture taken so what he did was he actually um got a sharpie and and wrote fuck across his forehead (laughs) otherwise Otherwise, they were taking his picture, and, and it's like, oh, we can't put that in the in the paper. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he was smart like that, and also in the movie, uh, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or not, but when he uh, when he was doing his set with the um, Australian flag um, shirt, uh, American flag, just what did I say? You said Australian. <laughs> oh, you know, I am Australian. Australian flags, you know, American flags. Sorry, that, thanks for the pickup. Otherwise, I otherwise I fucked this up. Uh, That's alright. Yeah, he, he was wearing he was wearing the the American flag t shirt and and uh, he I can't remember if um, essentially it was something to do with like flag burning flag burning. I mean, this is way before uh, Chicago as uh, when they went to Chicago, but. He was wearing the flag just to tempt, like the um, the the police as well. It's like you can't be wearing that because you because you're a communist. And they ripped off his shirt, but he actually painted the the um, the North uh, North Vietnam flag on on his back. <laughs> yeah. So so when they ripped it off, there was the, got him. They got yeah, got him, got him. He, <laughs> yeah. That's great. And also and also in um. And also in the uh, uh, in uh, 
in one of the uh, uh, Chicago rallies, um, because they were going to the um, convention, they, they wanted to um, put forth a candidate for the presidency. Uh, so they they um, they held up they held up a pig. They actually brought a pig to Chicago to to be a candidate for the presidency because they're all pigs. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid stunts like that, and it sort of harkens back to because you know I, I love the chaser. <laughs> and they do all that stuff. It's like that's where they came it from, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's basically it for history. A brief, brief history. A brief, brief dollop <laughs> of history. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, yeah. I'm. There was one. Yeah. If I, if there's one sort of aspect that sort of sort of pissed me off was was probably the Abby Tom relationship and how I when you said when uh, Tom said uh, it's like it's like Abby it was your it's it's you people will remember and and you're the reason why um, Democrats essentially won't get elected and I don't know if he actually said that or, or that's Aaron Sorkin sort of reflecting on 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 the history or how leftists are nowadays it's like well you can't have Bernie Sanders so you got to settle with Biden well i mean uh, Aaron Sorkin has the benefit of hindsight and you know knowing how history panned out mm. because after you know that era you've then got the swing to conservative politics through the Reagan era and Bush as well um mm. so maybe i wonder if that's what it was sort of alluding to I don't know. Yeah, and it definitely was uh, Nixon, the sort of spawn this, the sort of Republican that's not Republican anymore. It's definitely turned to the, you know, I don't want to say it, but few fascists. Basically, it's like my way or the highway, and it definitely lent to politics now. I mean, was was Aaron Sorkin saying, "Well, it's your it's your fault that we elected Nixon. It, it's your fault we elected Bush. It's your fault that we elected Trump." I don't know. <laughs> it's the leftist's fault that that there's a Trump because we were too woke or whatever bullshit. <laughs> anyway, overall, overall, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, <laughs> so after we all up, that, we're up to final scores. Yes, Kendall. I think I think so. All right, cool. So, um, just t- I don't. I'm not going to repeat anything I said earlier because we all have already heard my thoughts on the film in general. But two things I wanted to just quickly mention. Um, I feel like they kind of glossed over what uh, what happened to uh, John Freund's and Lee uh, Weiner. Um, for me, I, cause they were, you know, during sentencing, five of them walked out in their prison jumpsuits and then they were sitting in the, um, you know, in the audience and essentially and I, that was true. Yeah. But I was just like, wait, they, they didn't make a thing of it. Them not being convicted in the film or did I miss something? There's a, there's only a slight hint, um, of foreshadowing that that will happen. 
when those right. two boys say essentially they're just there. Um, yeah. You know, they sort of make a point of, uh, like, of everyone predicting, everyone knowing that those two guys would not get convicted. And yeah. And they right. were there for, you know, to show numbers or whatever the reason was. I can't remember. That's true. Um, yeah. So, but, I, yeah. but I was the same. When they came out as five, I was like, hang on, where are the guys? And yeah, then I, rem- I, I remember too. that bit of dialogue, saw them um, seating behind with the public. So yeah. It, it yeah. made you work. Like, but yeah. It did. Yeah. It did. For that it little did a bit, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. It's but, not very. It's not quite explicit. I don't think. It's not, but I mean, um, I still did enjoy their little asides and mm. their little commentary that <laughs> that they said um, when they would cut to them, um, spor- very sporadically throughout. Um, and Michael Keaton just mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> yes. I didn't even know he was in this thing, and then as soon as he re- he was he just appeared, and I was like, yes. And then he was a good guy, too, on top of that. As much as I love watching him play villains, there is nothing like watching Michael Keaton play a good person. Mm. And I'm here well, for it. Well, um, he was a Democrat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're the good guys, aren't they? Yes, they're the good guys. But anyway, that aside, that aside, um, yes, I really, really, really enjoyed this film. It's definitely one I'm going to revisit uh, more than once. Uh, four and a half stars from me. Fulia, what's your rating? Um, yeah, look, just overall, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely entertaining. Um, it wasn't too dramatic to the point that I felt that much tension, but the tension that was met definitely made me feel uncomfortable. But because of this, because of the history and the story of it all, it, it was warranted. So I didn't mind that at all. Um, I like you, Kendall, I might end up revisiting this film one one or two more times um, because I really enjoyed it. So for me, it's a three and a half out of five. How about yourself, Wayne? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I am also somebody who will revisit this movie and I think it'll, you'll get more out of it, I think, the more you revisit mm. it. Um, yeah. Michael, thank you for the recommendations of those two documentaries. Cause I feel yes, like, thank yes, you. Um, I'll be... I can write them down if you want. Yes, please. I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll be watching those to, to learn more. Like after having mm. watched this film, I, I did do um, a brief online search just to sort of learn a bit more. Um, and you do then sort of see what characters were omitted and where the focuses were and weren't. But again, I mean, a movie can only tell you so much. Um, I think that there were probably missed opportunities in terms of John Carroll Lynch's character of David Dellinger. I really yeah. liked him, especially because... Me too. You know, he had a, he had a family. He was a Boy Scout. It just I think the pacifist angle really could have been enforced there. I found him really interesting, and I would have liked to have seen mm. more, especially being more of a mature man. Like, it, I mm. think that's gorgeous because normally we see protests and revolutions from the young. Which let's face it, that's where most start because you've you're idealistic. You haven't been corrupted. <laughs> you're not cy- yeah. cynical yet. You know, like so. Of course, that's a thing, but. I think it's because seeing somebody of a mature age in that fight and so prominent isn't so common. So that would have been lovely to actually see his take on things, like have his perspective as well. Would have been good to have also seen um, Bobby Bobby Sale um, and seen more on him after um, his mistrial as well. Yeah, true. Um, look, admittedly, he, you know, and he said to himself that he wasn't really connected with these guys at all, but I'm sure maybe i'm wrong there would have been some sort of voice there would have sort of still been an opinion 
about the events um, and maybe what he would have done afterwards. Um, Kendall, you mentioned about uh, the very limited representation of women in this story. Um, Mm. There's one character who is interesting, but more so in real life than what's depicted in this movie. And that's uh, Bernadine, who was sort of at their headquarters Mm. answering the phone calls. So Mm. a very quick Wikipedia search um, of her um, tells us that she was on the FBI's 10 most wanted list for several years. Wow. And was in hiding. So I feel like she needs a movie. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that is significant and that that is important because she just looks so unassuming in this movie. Mm. (laughs) She's just like, yep, whatever. Right. Um, Michael, you have something to say for my score? Yeah. And, and I have to say that it is true. They call their officers conspiracy. Yes. I love it. (laughs) That was great. Yeah. Just to rub their noses. In. Yeah. Uh, I love the way how she also handles like that sort of call attacking her. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. You could tell that, yeah. you know, not her first rodeo. Um, but, you know, we don't get any of that history in this film. So, again, I get it. She wasn't on trial. But, hey, if you're going to make movies about interesting people we've never really heard of, here's one for you. I want to know more about yeah. her. Yeah. Um, Same. So, yeah, there's... So many wonderful characters, so many interesting characters in this movie. They do focus on a good number of them. Overall, this is a competently made, uh, beautifully produced, incredibly well acted and edited movie. I really enjoyed it and I was um, engrossed and captivated throughout. I can't wait to revisit it to actually enjoy it even more than I have this time around. Four stars from me, Michael. Well, I've said enough. And <laughs> I, I don't want to go over too, too much. Uh, yeah, with Bobby Seale, he was only in Chicago for four hours, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's insane. He just went there, did a speech, and that was it. So, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Um, overall, this is a, well, a well-made film. And hopefully, and what I've been hearing from you guys, you 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 would get it into the history of it, uh, despite of it not necessarily being a good representation. Uh, and with that, considering, because you got because you have plenty of stuff to actually put in there, and I'm I'm surprised, but and I'm surprised that many of it was wasn't in there. I mean couple of choices that are questionable but but it's done now and hopefully hopefully um it'll bring more people to actually know know the history of it and consider considering if you don't know your history you're doomed to repeat it um dot 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 so with that i would give it two out of five okay fair enough Bearing, bearing in mind, I gave previous uh, movie three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne looks lost for words. Um, yeah, taste. <laughs> <laughs> Choices. Tastes like pumpkin. Because <laughs> it's Halloween. Halloween. Choices. Uh, Choices. Choices. And on that <laughs> note, I think I will wrap up that epic 
popcorn culture discussion of the trial of the Chicago 7. Hope everyone enjoyed listening to us rant and rave about that film. Please go watch it or at least go and educate yourself on uh, what took place um, back in 1968 and 1969. Very important yeah. stuff. Yeah, don't do your own research. Just, you know, research better. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise you get QAnon and bullshit. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Uh, so it's time to check in with Fred. From me, nothing to report except this lovely podcast and getting excited for uh, recording the monthly soonish. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Fulia, yes. what have you got for us? Foolish Fuji plugs left, right, and center? <laughs> yes, so Foolish Fuji going strong. Um, I am. Oh, man, the followers are rising. My Yay. goodness. Yay. It's so great to see that. And I'm really appreciative of all of the love and support I've been receiving um, for the last you few months. You deserve it. Uh, <laughs> Um, I've also got a little thing coming up this week. Uh, I will be live on YouTube with Nintendo Gurus on his live show, Nintendo Talk. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. I can't wait. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. So that'll be, um, Thursday, 7 PM Eastern time. So that's the American time. Which means for me, that is 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So if you guys want to check it out, make sure you are following or subscribe to Nintendo Gurus on YouTube so that you can catch me live on Nintendo Talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. So... Yeah. Gonna be lots of fun. Gonna be talking all things Nintendo and uh, gaming in general, which I can't wait. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yay. <laughs> um, apart from that, I'm uh, uh, just going to be continuing on with my gaming. Um, at this stage, the fact that I had now have a second island for Animal Crossing, I'm going to be doing a lot more content based on that. So what I'll be doing is I'll be putting out um, videos while I'm off stream just to uh, show what I've been up to on the island day to day. And then on the days that I will be streaming, uh, I will definitely be streaming the game itself so that people can see what has happened. Um, So yeah, uh, that's pretty much it at this point in time for Foolish Fuji. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, uh, Fredwatch Doolittle is out. Um, Have a watch of the movie, if you dare, and listen to our (laughs) discussion I really want to watch mm. that film. Uh, yeah, you might enjoy it, Fulia. Um, yeah, you know, it's got the it's got the warm and fuzzies that you like, I think. Yes. Um, so, yeah, well, we... I have I have watched the Eddie Murphy uh, edition of it, so yes. it's completely different. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm not expecting it to be the same. So. Yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> okay. watch the movie. Have a listen to our podcast. Let us know what you think. Mm. Coming up this week, we have a new episode. And it is a movie called Summer City, which is Mel Gibson's. De- um, feature film debut so it introduced Oof. the world to mel gibson you can actually watch summer city for free on ausflix which is an australian movie uh streaming service so sign up for free and it is actually one of the free rentals um that they have online yeah. um 
Now I do say that, but I will um, I will foreshadow that um, if you think that Philip and I did not enjoy do little. <laughs> oh, oh no! no. <laughs> yeah. uh, Summer City is another another movie altogether. But if you want to know what we're talking about, um, it is available for free on Ozflix, and yeah, and on Thursday you'll be able to hear our thoughts on this movie. Michael, looking mm. forward to about it. Yourself. <laughs> ah, so it's a Mel Gibson, and it's free because who would pay for that? <laughs> Uh, you you would pay Christ. for some of his movies. Um, you probably would not pay for this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow, I'm just considering it's it's Mel Gibson. You know. <laughs> Mel Gibson with an Australian accent <laughs> and light ah. brown hair. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, uncorrupted Mel Gibson. It's either it's either light brown or it's blonde. It's been a while since we've seen the film. It was recorded a while back. Okay. Oh, oh so he's a- Aryan. Blonde hair, blue. Oh, and eyes. he lets you know it, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Oh. In that right, sugar tits. Oh, okay. What are you up to Do this week, s- Michael? Whoever said that cancel culture was a thing? <laughs> I mean, after being anti-Semitic and and telling a, a female cop sugar tits, nah, come back and do another movie, do another movie. And I'm surprised that we haven't done the tra- haven't done a trailer park on Fat Man yet. <laughs> anyway, no, no, okay. We're watching the movie wholesome... though. Let's be honest. <laughs> Fully, Michael, how's your fully how's your week like looking? <laughs> <laughs> any Fred, any Fred things in the works? Any updates? Uh, uh, not particularly. Um, I'm going to see if I can actually do a uh, Twitch stream soon. So Ooh. there you go. Yeah, where where I rant and rave and and play <laughs> Minecraft. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> say off-colour jokes. It's always good. <laughs> but within the uh, restrictions of Twitch, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? <laughs> and we've come full circle. Hey. And we have. We have. We have come full circle. Yes. What about me? Well, I think that might uh, f- wrap up this epic show mm-hmm. for this week. Um, okay. All in sync now. Try. Always. Attempt. Attempt. <laughs> and that, that was a podcast. Was a podcast called Fred. Fred. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationery, with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was the Fred plug. Yeah, it was. Yes, I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And the whole world is watching Lister. <laughs> <laughs> and... You've, You've just, just experienced, experienced 
a podcast called Fred. 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 Mm. Yes. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. Well, yes. well done on the sinking team. Very proud. Very proud. <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there. And that, that's not sarcasm. I am. That is, that is legit. Well done. <laughs> Stay safe. Thank you for listening. Stay within your 25-kilometer range. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Don't. Bulliard visit you, but you're, you know, in New South Wales, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> All the way in Wollongong. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoy. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. Yes. Yes. Be well. Do it. Have fun. <laughs> do all the things you want to do. Uh, and and see. See. Yeah, do what you want. It's not gonna kill ya. <laughs> but it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Yeah. It's only a flu. The president is immune, you can be too. Yes. <laughs> I wanna kiss everyone. <laughs>